How you doing? I'm here from the Texas clan. Hello and welcome to episode number 96 of Unrelenting. We are just sliding our way. We are getting there. To the century mark. We're right on time for the start. That's right. This show brought you. We just keep hitting it right on time every time. I know. It takes a highly trained professional Mm -hmm. crew to get all of this going. And I want to thank everybody that helps produce this show from... uh, you know, the, the lowest guy that's putting the gaffer tape on the microphones, keeping the lighting in the studio looking good, making sure all of these direct mm-hmm. connections for the audio work. The gaffers, the fluffers, the uh, best boys, you, you, you tell them all. Whatever you got going on. This show, as many, brought to you uh, strictly by Dale from Down Under. Exclusively from Dale. You know what? I... um. I talked to a guy, my Australia guy. You have an Australia guy? Does he know Dale? Well, I know, right? They, they all should. <laughs> Country's about the size of Connecticut. It's very small. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It's You tiny. think you could fit it. But, it's like um, Ireland makes it look like, wow, Ireland's We're going to work on trying to get me down there. Ooh, I mean, that was a penal colony at one time. Are you? Are you <laughs> they're like, we need to get Gene down here and never let him go. Well, I've been there before, but... Um, uh, we'll see if I can get some business going down there. I might just uh, meet up with Dale in person. Ooh, business. Yeah, I know what that means. Totally mm-hmm. legitimate businessman. One uh, of those totally any, legitimate any businesses. Any minor skirmishes, revolutions, or any <laughs> other <clears throat> engagements are purely coincidental, have nothing to do with my travel. Skirmishes, revolutions, or just people that need ponchos. I mean, you never know. Gene will mm-hmm. go take care of all of those. Of those necessities. When business calls, Gene answers unless he's eating. That's right. I'm eating a banana. Oh, well, there you go. In case anyone's wondering, I'm getting my potassium for the week. For the week? You probably need more than one. I think this is my third one. Oh, well, okay. You've got plenty of potassium then. <laughs> I, I got up early today. So and you're like, this, I'm is too my, la- this is known as breakfast. I'm too lazy to make breakfast, and there's bananas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's bananas well, here's there's the thing tea. the last two bunches of bananas i ended up throwing away because oh. i didn't get to them before they started going brown yeah and so this time around because they're so damn cheap you can't not order yeah they're like 28 uh, a cents a banana i think here i don't know what that is but they're, they're like three bucks a bunch <laughs> so it's about right it's kind of a no-brainer so i always get them but the last several weeks i maybe ate one banana and threw the rest of the bunch away yeah, I tend to do that, too. You have to remember. You <sighs> got to set you, a banana thing on your phone, like banana. I know, right? And uh, the problem is a lot of these bananas have uh, fruit flies that tag along with them. And so if you just chuck a bunch of brown bananas in the garbage, pretty soon you've got a fruit fly mating colony going on. We don't Probably have that too, issue here. Well, it's because too cold it's, where you're at. Yeah, it's yeah. now in the mm-hmm. 30s. Yeah. The fruit flies don't like that cold weather. They stay south of the border. They're, yeah, they're but, down visiting you. No, they're, they're tropical. You know, that's where the fruit grow. 
So uh, this time around, I got the bunch. I'm like, okay, I'm just eating like two bananas a day. I don't care. Powering <laughs> through. Even if I'm not hungry, I'm not throwing another goddamn bunch of bananas out. I know. You oh. feel like it's wasteful, even yeah. though they're 28 cents a piece. You're yeah, like, I know. no. Uh, yeah. Guess I could make fertilizer out of them or something. We can make banana bread, even if they're really. I mean, that's the beautiful thing oh, yeah. about bananas. I'm trying is, to not eat carbs, so banana bread's not really a good. The bananas themselves aren't a great thing either. No, but um, you know, they're so damn cheap. But they never really go bad. I mean, even when it's all brown mm. and mushy, they probably aren't going to make you bad. sick. Well, it's not a matter of making you sick. It's a matter of whether they taste you or not. Right. It's now, all there about is the a texture. way to do this right. If you if you take a little bit of time and prep, I've done this before. You could put bamboo skewers through peeled bananas and chuck them in your freezer. Ooh, banana prep here. And then you've got frozen banana on a stick. Hey. And those definitely don't go bad. And then you could dip those in that chocolate stuff that hardens when it gets cold. Which is all chocolate, but yes. Mm -hmm. This is true. Some are uh, (laughs) the chemicals to make them even more into a shell-like thing quickly. Uh Yes, we got our freezer. Yeah. I haven't plugged it in yet. That's we did get our freezer, so I've got congratulations. The yeah, we both have brand new freezers. That's awesome. High sense, seven cubic foot. Uh huh. And and I minus possibly that same brand. I didn't really track what brand it was. Same size. It came during Grumpy Old Ben, so it was perfect. Perfect. Well, that's that's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> so yeah. here we go. It's a, we got a delivery. Yeah. yeah, delivery during a show. That's that's why that that never happens. And it let right. Well, I was figuring it was probably not going to even show up, but it only no. took like five minutes. How long does it take somebody to get a package off the back of a truck and wheel it into a garage? Amazingly, not long. No, these yeah. guys are good at my what guy they do. carried it. Well, you got a big guy. No, he's a little, little small Mexican guy. <laughs> uh, the freezer was bigger than he was. That's funny. And he just kind of wrestled it up on his back and bent over and brought it into my garage and dropped it off. See, I had two big black dudes, and they were smart enough to just use the uh, two-wheeler and just wheel it on in. Well, I'm glad you used the word smart instead of lazy. That wouldn't have sounded good. No. Well, it's the, that's the smart. You don't want to overwork yourself. You have uh-huh. tools to do this. Like, why would you throw something that exactly. size and try to carry it? Yeah. Um, Unless he's going through like a Mr. Universe kind of now, thing. It, it's, it's basically a large cooler with a chiller unit yes exactly yeah it's styrofoam sided and i know that because when i chucked the frozen rabbit into it it dented it (laughs) very quickly and i was like shit okay well i'll have to remember not to check things in there yeah be a little bit more careful Uh, ours was only rated for up to 80 watts because i'm like well do i do i need a heavy duty extension cord definitely not it's only 80 watts and and less than the heater and once it gets to the proper temperature and again right now outside it's 37 so my my computer is a thousand watts (laughs) Uh uh-huh exactly that's the only thing i ever bought the very expensive extension cord Mm -hmm. was for the little vornado space heater that goes up to Mm -hmm. 1500 watts because yeah you don't want and next time just buy a computer man you should it would just heat up the room just the same you get a nice gaming desktop 1500 watt perfect it's now, All really, the what, the, want. what the Vornado should be doing when it's generating the heat is mining the crypto of my choice. That would be, be the way you know, to use you, it. You've got one fan of that Vornado. I've got eight fans on my computer. Damn, that's yeah. even better heat dispersion. The, it's the whole top, the whole back, and the whole front. Everything has fans. Got to to keep it cool. Why aren't you liquid cooling? Why exactly. aren't you putting this down in mineral it's liquid oil? liquid cooled inside. 
Oh. And it's air-cooled for the whole case. I like the dude, uh, Linus, that does all of the videos on the YouTubes. Yeah, yeah. He's he's funny, annoying kind of way. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of his latest things, I, well, I think it's fairly recent. The screwdriver? No, the using in his new home, running the liquid mm-hmm. from his server room mm-hmm. out into his swimming pool and back. So it's like an ultimate water-cooled experiment on if you can get the heat from inside in your server room and use it mm-hmm. to, one, heat up the pool and also then cool down the the server room. And it's a couple of degrees. It's doing better than I would have figured it would. So he's doing the, the liquid between the whole room or between his computers? Both. But there's different little things that hmm. connect to the computers, but then there's a main system that runs it out like the main cooling thing runs mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, a taking your little liquid cool thing that fits in your computer and then yeah. make it huge no that's interesting well years ago back when i had a, a record setting speed computer oh that's uh, true man you time, were you were like number one dude for a while i was not number one ever but i was like number seven in the uh, non uh cryogenic um but yeah i was uh i had a two horsepower uh, refrigeration pump that was uh i can't remember how much how many times uh, the liquid moved but it was i want to say that it replaced all the liquid in the computer uh like three times a second that's pretty impressive it was really high speed so this was not like what currently is being sold as liquid cool and i just have regular liquid cooled in this current computer you're like it's but, just store bought uh, for the yeah, I just store bought like a hundred and eighty dollar cooler thingy. That system was just for the cooling aspect was over a thousand bucks. Like the full computer was seven grand when I built it. Well, um, I mean, but the spaceships, which costed like eighteen grand, made it worthwhile <laughs> to get the computer for seven grand. There were the- no spaceships back then. the The game that I built that computer for was Battlefield forty two, nineteen forty two, which was a first person shooter that's back when i was young enough to have fast reflexes man yeah now you're just like can i automate this not yeah now you know the game i i was playing this week because it's that time of year uh is uh, world of warships Ooh, 1942 battleship simulator where every shot takes about 10 seconds is that fast well you tell me can you have reflexes enough to click once every 10 <laughs> seconds probably probably yes okay well you could play this game and i happen to have an affiliate code that i will pass on to you. hey now <laughs> you do it everybody uh-huh we're not being but brought world to you of by warships Battlefield. has a thing called um they they have little snowflake symbols on every ship you own oh that could trigger people that snowflakes i guess and uh Every time you win a battle, or not every time, but the first time you win a battle in the ship that has a snowflake, and then the snowflake gets removed after you win the battle, uh, you get an in-game currency prize. Two in-game currencies are steel and coal. And so as a purveyor of over 500 in-game ships, I have a lot of snowflakes to run. Well, that's good. That means you're killing a lot of things. Well, I am killing a lot of things, that's for sure. But uh, the... It's kind of fun getting back to this game. It's a game that I used to play years ago. It uh, like thing came out seven years ago, eight years ago. Uh, and I played it for quite a while. And I, I've talked about it before um, 
the uh, the groups in that game are called clans. That's how right. we refer to the clan right. groups. And yeah. Welcome I'm to the Austin the clan. That's no, a Texas clan. So it's the official Texas clan. It's confusing and, uh, because there are a few different clans that are going on in that really? area. It's the only one I'm aware of. And so I remember we were talking about going out to the battleship Texas, uh, which is parked out of Houston. And uh, uh, somebody said, oh, you get there. Just let people know you're from the Texas clan. They'll go ahead and escort you. <laughs> I'm like, I bet they will. <laughs> How you doing? I'm here from the Texas clan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm meeting up with all the rest of Texas clan members here. <laughs> yeah, I could see this. Where are you all gathering here? I could see this going poorly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gene getting his ass kicked. No, it's a video game clan. <laughs> what else were you thinking? Uh-huh. Racist. Yeah, that's where uh-huh. most people go. They go right to the racist. They today. sure do, don't they? There's, uh, there's a funny clip I saw of uh, fake AI voiced Obama talking to fake ai ai voiced uh uh trump and uh trump's like hey i uh, i've been trying to think of a new nickname for you obama kind of like i have sleepy joe for sleepy joe and obama's like well what 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 kind of nickname are you thinking of like well i'm trying to remember i i thought of it this morning and now i forgot i know it starts with an n and ends with an r and you're one of those. And I'm, gosh, what was that nickname again? And um, it goes on for several minutes of trying to guess what Obama's nickname is or what, what Trump, the nickname Trump gave Obama. Um, and, um, you know, obviously with all kinds of innuendos in there. Oh, that's the only way to go. Yeah. Because you got, and then, you know, don't be a racist, Trump. Oh, it's not racist. It's not racist. Uh, you know, it's, uh, anyway, it's funny. I posted it on no agenda social. And, and if you're guessing the word is not what you think it is, obviously, otherwise it wouldn't be funny. Right. Well, it's the, uh, kind it's of like stealing South that, Park joke. right. That's exactly what mm-hmm. I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But Obama's not a nagger either. No. Um, we but, were the kind yeah. of people you hate and blank. G G E R S, and it's uh, what Kyle's dad. Uh-huh. Like, uh, no, no, not Kyle's dad. Kyle's dad is Jewish. He, oh, right, he's not racist. Right, you're right. Well, right, right. You, now that would be totally confusing Did for you people. Can, well, you, it sounds like you're a wee bit anti-Semitic there, insinuating that Kyle's dad might be a racist. Maybe it seems like the world <laughs> we live in today isn't everybody uh-huh. anti-Semitic. Well, I mean, it sure seems that way. I didn't realize we were living in Nazi Germany today. Or and if you're the president of a college, you can be anti-semitic you'll get booted mm-hmm. unless you're black and then you no 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 it's you, you can't yeah talk well she'll them. get booted eventually i think uh it's it's only gonna escalate it's only gonna escalate it's gonna end up with not just her leaving but a bunch of the board members leaving as well it was stan's dad randy correct Billy yeah Bones. randy's exactly the type to say something like that and it was interesting that i didn't realize harvard is one of these few if if not the only institution like that that doesn't really rely on money coming in from their alumni yeah they've got a a huge huge endowment and so they're basically running off of uh interest payments so it comes down to all the other universities when the big donors are like i'm not sending you my millions like "Uh oh but there's much stronger pressure that's being applied right now 
Um, more and more people on Wall Street firms are signing a pledge to never hire anyone with a Harvard degree. Which is interesting. Which is basically going to make Harvard fire her. Well, yeah, because everybody of the students are going to be like, well, then we're out of here. It would, exactly. it would cause everything. Why would to- you want to go to a school that guarantees that you're limiting your future employment? Well, if you only want to go out and be a protester, then that might be a great place to go. If you don't want to be gainfully employed ever, come to Harvard. Guarantee your future. Or, or lack thereof. Are you okay? Did you fall off the chair? Maybe you did. With jeans down. Uh-oh. I'm like, what? Did you fall off the chair? What was that? No, that was a... Uh- was I tripped on garbage can? <laughs> Are you walking Whoops. while doing the show? Well, I I had to get comfy on the uh, chaise lounge here a little bit, so I stood up. No, that's never a good idea. Mm-hmm. I've got to stand up too. I forgot to grab my uh, the pills that I take during the show. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh, we started early, so entertain everybody. Your I'll potassium be- pills. It's a uh, it's a uh, metaprolol and uh, oh yeah, got to take uh, metaprolol. That's good for your heart. Keeps everything at a con. If I don't, I mean, the heart Keeps just ticking. races when doing this show. If I don't have well, that. if you stop drinking caffeine every morning, and maybe you wouldn't. No, caffeine's good for you. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the other stuff that's uh, the flecainide. That's the fun stuff that allegedly. I don't do that one. I don't know what that is. That's the one that keeps the heart in beating without all of the irregular rhythms. Allegedly. Mm. That was the one we had looked it up when I first started taking it. That's like, it's a, oh, okay. it's one of those with the, like the black label warnings from the, the drug people. It's like, it's always fun when you're on something that's like black label. This is, this is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then the cardiologist is like, yeah, but you're on such a small amount that it's not, I mean, there's a big difference with any drug. I mean, even fentanyl, everybody, I mean, you can handle a little, then it's fun. Now, is there any good use benefit to fentanyl at all i i'm not aware i think it's just to put people out for like an anesthetic or anesthesia oh, it is. Okay. i believe hmm but i'll be right back yeah well i'll just keep talking yeah we started the show about an hour ago in case you guys are wondering if you're coming in just now you're late not sure why you all keep coming into the show late but uh you know it is what it is i know a few of the folks have been listening and uh even participating with their chit chats on this uh, supposed uh, no agenda IRC server that I'm not allowed into. So there's that. Uh, what else is going on? I don't know how long Darren's going to be taking his drugs. This is weird. He's usually he's uh, a little more professional and does it while he's talking. Um, so I have a new gadget coming, kind of a self-purchased Christmas gift, I guess you could say. See if anyone's uh, bought one of these before. Um, it's a, uh, it looks like sunglasses, and I can't remember the brand name. And but it's got uh, LCD screens inside, and there's an HDMI or not HDMI. There's a uh, USB C cable that comes out from the back of the sunglasses. Um, that plugs into either your computer or a iPhone or whatever, and essentially gives you a connection to that device so you can see a virtual screen. So looking forward to it. It's, I guess you could say it's kind of like a modernized 
uh, version of the Google Glasses, although it doesn't have cameras on the outside. It's strictly for viewing, and it's not like VR glasses where you're, you know, you're moving your hands and you're spinning your head around and stuff. Uh, this thing is literally just for watching a screen. Um, but it's 120 hertz, which makes it quick enough for gaming, which is cool. And uh, it even works with a phone or a tablet, not just a computer, which makes it very cool as well. Because my uh, rationalization, of course, for buying something like this is I can um, take it on the, uh, on the airplane with me when I travel. And then instead of hunching over trying to watch a, like an iPad or a phone, um, while I'm on the plane, I can just keep my head straight and watch a giant virtual screen from my face. Ooh, and you could watch the Taylor Swift eras video. I can even watch things other than that. Yeah. <laughs> really? You can do more than that. There's more yeah. video in the world besides that. I didn't know. Well, I'm not a member of a cult, so yes, there are, oh, but no. I'm sure if you're in the cult, you're limited into what your consumption allowances. Yeah. You're not a member of a cult, just a few clans. Yeah, that's correct. It's it's much a much different thing. Mm-hmm. Much different. Yeah, you bought one of them though. I did. I was hemming and hawing. I was trying to decide if I should buy Black Friday, and I decided not to buy Black Friday. And then, like five days later, I'm like, "Fuck, I really want one." And did the price go up after Black Friday? Amazingly, the price did not go up after Black Friday. <laughs> See, this is how Black Friday works. They they raise the prices just before Black Friday. To give you the 20% discount or more on Black Friday. And then the Black Friday sale ends and then they lower the regular price. It's amazing. It's it's almost predictable. It's Black Friday all month long. Mm-hmm. Right here. I mean, at least there's a better product, I think. And they've been promising these kind of things for decades. You know, the floating television screen in your in your in your vision, which I mean mm-hmm. You can watch TV while walking down the street. Good luck with that. But yeah, I don't know how well that's going to work. This does have some cool features. Like one is you can, um, it it has basically LCD shutters on the outside. So you can dim the sunglasses portion. Oh, you can dim the real world. Yeah. You can dim, you can (laughs) dim down to blackness, the real world or turn turn the dimming off and then have see-through glasses that you can both you know actually use while you're walking and uh or driving or whatever and uh watching a video on a hundred inch screen inside it's a virtual hundred inch screen it looks like a hundred inch but from how many feet away because you know a hundred inch screen from five miles away looks very small i'll tell you when i get them uh, that's always been one of my complaints is that they give you a too small, a virtual screen, because that's true of VR glasses. Generally is like, I'm sitting about two feet away from a 47 inch computer monitor. So it covers the majority of my vision when I'm in front of it. And a lot of these VR glasses, you put them on and the screen you get is actually smaller than what I have without the VR. Yeah, like, that's no, no good. But one of the other cool features of this thing, other than blanking out the real world, is um, uh, when it's plugged into a Mac, you can actually, as you move your head left to right, uh, it will actually show three computer monitors next to each other. 
so that you can just by turning your head basically see a, another monitor in a virtual form so you're seeing a monitor that is actually there and then two on one on each side that's not well not none of the three are there they're oh, all okay, in so your glasses but your your uh by turning your head you get extra screens Ooh, yeah which they show up as three separate monitors on the computer basically like in the control panel i mean this still seems like a much more normal technology than the new was it meta that came out with the glasses that record again i mean i know google has played with this and the, <clears throat> when the google yeah. glass went into the real world people just hated yeah. it yeah because i think that some reason people think that there's an interest in having this kind of what what's the term for it where you combine the virtual reality with reality it's like yeah augmented augment that's the term augment reality nobody wants augmented okay you don't want to look at something and then trip and fall because there's something real there instead of a, a you know purple mushroom right yeah no yeah there was a big wooden table there but we made mm -hmm. it look like it was a nice green field yeah exactly so but uh like this gizmo and it's incidentally it's it's not as expensive as some of these crazy vr goggles obviously it does less it's 500 bucks the the vr goggles that i would get if i was getting vr goggles they just look they're like 2200 bucks that's way too much money yeah i would agree but then but, again with only one good eye that's uh well it'd be half that amount for you i guess they should the, the reason that i would get those instead of the the sub thousand dollar ones that most people use is that i just i can't use something under 4k it's ridiculous my real screen is 4k why would i want the fake screen in my goggles to be less than 4k yeah and the the vr headsets that are 4k guess what they're not for gaming they're for professional things like doing remote surgery so uh and they cost quite a bit more but you can use them for gaming there's no reason you couldn't use them for gaming so um you know we're getting there but i ultimately i think we've talked about this before when things hit 8k which incidentally the naming is all screwed up anyway because 4k is actually eight thousand or eight million pixels uh but 8k is going to be 16 million pixels and when we hit that we have now surpassed eye resolution and uh there won't be any reason to go further because the eyes will not see any difference which makes sense now we've probably surpassed your eye vision your current eye vision at 480 um you can see i mean a little bit of a difference but i was comparing at the same size because otherwise mm -hmm. it's interesting when you have the 4k monitor yep. with the amount of pixels that you have when you look at mm -hmm. the video images now in there without being upsized the difference between the old 480 and then the 720 1080 and mm -hmm. then the 4 it's amazing how much uh how many yeah. more pixels there are but you realize that anything it is the upscaling because you can watch 480 content on a big screen tv it's just gonna look a little washed out 
mm-hmm. without the same crispness. But I could see a difference on this 4K monitor because uh, I may or may not have downloaded both the 1080p and the 2160 version of the the Taylor Swift concert. You may not have, yeah. And then flip back and forth, and it's like, oh yeah, okay, I can I can see that yeah, on this monitor. De- you definitely can tell. But also keep in mind, it's not just resolution; it's also the encoding. Correct. Yeah, because that's- if some if you encode 480 at lossless, and then you encode the the 4K with a really high compression, you may want to prefer the 480. Yes, the compression levels and the compression algorithms are getting way better. Yeah, way better than they were back in the day. It's amazing how yep. small some of these file sizes. I've had things where I'm like, well, this can't even look halfway decent. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wow, it does. Cause it's the new H, the H265 now, the latest of uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like the it's amazing the way the yeah. compression is working with these. It's, yeah, it's not lossless. Right. It's not the same thing as getting the Blu-ray and having the unencrypted thing, which yeah. a lot of people still poo-poo. Like, why would anybody watch over-the-air television? It's like, well, if you can get uh, a signal and record it, it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it is. It's still all compressed, but the I think that's probably not nearly as compressed as what you download when you're getting torn. Yes, or when you're watching on your cable television because the amount of bandwidth mm-hmm. they have available yeah, yeah, yeah. to them is less. It still looks pretty damn good. Most people won't yeah. ever notice the difference, which is why it's funny when we're getting to this point in a few different technologies and audio hit this a while ago. There's some crazy shit out there with the high res audio and put that in air quotes if you can, where most people are never going to be able to hear a difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's interesting because we're getting to that point, as you said, with the video. There's a lot of things we're finally at the point where it's like, well, how are you going to make this better? Because a lot of companies rely on the fact that I can come up with a new and a better product every five or 10 years. If your TVs, if if nothing is coming out better, not that people are watching TV anymore. No, a lot less are. But when these things hit that point, what do you do? You You get to a point where it's like, wow, this crap that was made 100 years ago is about the same as the stuff now where you look at what we had audio wise, you know, back in the mm-hmm. 1940s, 50s. I mean, it, we, when the the LP, I don't think, came out until the Frank Sinatra era. So I think that was the 50s, hmm. you know, when the first long playing records really came out. It's like you think about it and how much technology has changed, but we're almost getting to the point to where. Why are you going to change? What more do you need to do with audio? CD quality is good enough for 99.9% of the things. And I'm one of these crazy people Mm. that has done a bunch of testing because a lot of the same stuff is now available in the ultra high res. And even with the little DACs, you know, I mean, I understand you can spend tens of thousands of dollars, but I've got a cute little DAC, you know, headphone amplifier that was a few hundred bucks plugging that in with good headphones and listening to a CD version of something. And then the high res every now and then it's almost, I think in your mind, you can convince yourself. Yeah. Unless you're doing a double blind test, it doesn't count. No, because if you know what's coming, you are colored yeah. in that way. You, you, I'll tell you the biggest thing that I know is the difference between live performance and uh audio and this is 
keep in mind, you and I listen to very different music. So when I, uh, well, you're all trance I, all the time, right? Yeah. All trance all the time and opera. And, uh, back when I used to have a, uh, season tickets to the Minnesota opera, um, I, you know, I got to experience a lot of live performances. And then when you listen to that same piece of uh, music at home, you know, even on a high quality setup, uh, the biggest thing that I noticed is most recordings are not binaural. Oh, right. And when you're listening to it live, you can't help but to hear it binaural because you have two ears. And so unless they go to the trouble of actually doing recordings binaural before doing any of the editing, uh, it's never going to sound the same. It's going to, it may sound good, but it's, it's not the same as live. But if you're listening to a binaural recording, uh, it's really hard to come up with something that sounds different because it, it's the same exact goddamn thing. Well, and there are the microphones designed strictly for yeah. that, which look like a head, which is they really- look like, yeah. And they have ears <laughs> yes. because they, they want to completely simulate the, the bouncing around of the uh, sound waves before they come into the mic. Because a part of the sound is the venue in which you're recording it mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So if you are recording a symphonic orchestra, yep, there are two totally different ways to record it. That would be one where you just put that mm-hmm. in your sweet spot yeah, and let them play live. And then you capture it that way where most things that we hear that are released music wise, they're going into a soundboard and then every instrument's got its own channel. And then they mix yep. that to where it sounds good. Yeah. And- but, the, but even that, like you could record every instrument binarily independently true they yeah not for, a, don't. Well, not for a live performance but yes you could yeah and then you could you know, it just adds one more factor to the mixing which is you'd have to balance stereo for every single track independently and ai will be doing this for us in no time oh i'm sure i'm sure we'll have some fun musical edited performances and uh uh mixes coming out of ai that's for sure but it's interesting when you get live performances that are done in huge arenas because you can't yeah. help but get the reverb back in. You don't get mm-hmm. a you don't get a clean signal when yeah. you're recording something in a venue that size because you yeah. just can't. And you may enjoy that particular sound better. And that's the thing is when you're recording it in a live arena setting um and it's it's true of all music, but it's especially true of things that don't use amplifiers like orchestras. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, where the sound in the arena that you hear as a listener uh, is is going to be very different from what you would do in a studio recording because you are getting the reverb. You are getting the sound bouncing around you're getting the uh the sound being absorbed by all the people sitting in the audience that are wearing clothes that absorb sound how dare they so it's a uh it's going to be a very unique sound and um there are people out there that i've heard uh on public radio and interviews 
that will be able to listen to recordings and tell you where that particular piece was recorded. You can hear the room. Yeah, because they've heard so many different pieces in that same room that they know what that room sounds like. Well, I'm betting back in the day you picked up one. I mean, I'm sure there have been ones before and since, but the the one that went viral, for lack of a better term, back in the day, the Benedictine Monks, when mm-hmm. came out with the Chant CD. Yeah, yeah. I That's all that. about the room, baby. Yeah. All about yeah. the room. And certainly if you're singing in a stone building, you're going to have a, a very different sound than if you're singing in a sound booth. Yeah. The reverberations are what make it. Yeah. And like they go on forever. Yes. Yeah. They're like five second reverb. Well, that's the beauty of it. And that's what mm-hmm. all these recording studios tried to replicate. And some of them go to great lengths. I remember being down at uh, Blackbird Studios in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And they walked me into the one reverb chamber. And it's like, yeah, this it, the ceiling of it could come down from like six foot to mm-hmm. like 50 foot. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it was literally the ceiling would move. It's like that's wow. That's pretty wild. I mean, that's the that lengths cool. you'll go to for the right sound. Mm hmm. Like you, you know, you're looking for these things that happen out in nature. Yep. And uh, sometimes you can replicate them. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes people put a little bit too much in. But yep. when you hear that, it's like, oh, yeah, that's what makes it sound live. Where hearing somebody play the same song in their bedroom with carpeting and, uh, you know, clothes all over the place. Well, it's a very yep. dead room then. It is a completely different sound. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And we didn't make a CSB mad today. It was DigiGuru who was mad that if these people are going to start early, what's the point of going into the <laughs> troll room? And then he left the troll room. <laughs> oh, these people, I tell you, these people just get no breaks at all. I think he met the Russians. I don't know. <laughs> the Russians. Quite possibly. It could be the Russians. Uh-huh. So you're, you're, you're a. Uh, I'm just an uh, innocent bystander. Yeah. You're just standing there going, what the heck? Like, I know nothing. I'm Schultz. I'm or Sergeant you an Schultz. honorary Russian now. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's not bad. P- Putin apologist. Will Putin uh, give me a rank? Can I be a Russian? Yeah, it's funny. You don't even hear the word Ukraine come up much anymore in the news. Not ever since Gaza. Hmm. Interesting how that works. I like the story today was how the the nice folks in the terrorist organization. <laughs> We're using baby dolls along with recordings of children crying to try to get the Israeli forces to enter places so they could then kill them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like nothing like using kids and uh, and like, oh, you're going to help somebody in need. Like this is why this war is never going to end. Well, and literally anything that you can say that. that Hamas is is doing that's bad, you will immediately get the Hamas apologists out there, aka Jew haters, which come out and say, "Well, you can't prove that Jews lie all the time. That's clearly false. Right? You can't prove that they're actually doing it. If IDF says so, it's clearly a lie. So that they're, it's the opposite of them doing it. It's probably the the Jews are probably the ones using the dolls and the crying sounds to blow up Hamas. That's probably what they're doing." When the video is released by Hamas, they're like, well, no, that's not really Hamas. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's amazing how much these people really love the terrorists. I really, I'm, I'm shocked. Honestly, it's, I have made an offer and I'm happy to repeat it, uh, for as long as people would like, uh, I, I will buy a one-way ticket to anybody that wants to go to Gaza. I will literally pay for your ticket <laughs> as long, please, please from the United States, one way to Gaza. Well, you have to though, you have some support kind of them locally instead of supporting them while you're in the U S but you also have to put them on the plane and watch them fly away. <laughs> yeah, right, right. A ticket that's actually used, not just a ticket you're going to cash in. Uh-huh. Yeah. You go and then tell me how it is over there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, if you're one of these people in the LGBTQ community with the, you know, the purple hair and the, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, whatever the they call rings. them. Yeah. You gotta have the, the nose rings. It's beyond the nose rings. It's the big facial wide tattoos. rings. Yeah. The facial yeah. tattoos, yeah. the big wide mm-hmm. things they put in their ear now. Yeah. Uh, if you're one of those, I want you to go down there and see how you're treated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, this is, again, the concept of somebody walking into an area that is maybe not the best in Chicago and a gang coming up to rob beat whatever. Oh no, I, I'm BLM, man. I love you guys. Mm-hmm. And then they get their ass kicked and robbed because it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter who you are. Criminals are going to be criminal. Yep. And this concept, like, well, no, no, we're supporting you. Hamas. It's like, yeah, but we still want you dead. So we don't really care if you're supporting us or not. Mm-hmm. Your support is not needed. Uh, no, they they want your support, but they'll also throw you off a building. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Have you watched any of those? Any of which? It's pretty gruesome. Uh, of the uh, the the dehomification they're doing. No. Yeah, the Hamas uh, does not does not particularly like the homosexuals, and their solution to convert them to not be homosexuals is to throw them off a building. If they bounce, they uh, are okay. If not, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they survive, then they're no longer homosexual. And if they die, well, they die. Isn't that kind of how they used to deal with the witches back in Salem? Throw them in the, the in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if a uh, if you tie a a brick to a witch and throw her in the in the water, if she sinks, she's a witch. If she floats, then uh, she's not a witch. Does anybody float? Nope. There you go. Well, it just proves that they had a hundred percent correct conviction. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, you know, they give them a chance to float up with a brook tied to them. It is interesting that, yeah. uh, you know, the, I heard uh, only witches will burn in bonfires. Ooh, we should yeah. try that. If you're not a witch. No problem. Just walk out. Our favorite uh, check off the bingo card, Bill O'Reilly's book, Killing the Witches. Oh, yeah. Which I have not read, mm. but. From what I understand, he makes the connection between the Salem witch trials and how today's cancel culture is pretty much just that reincarnate. I mean, they're not killing people literally, yeah, yeah. but they, well, are, they are killing you. I mean, we have plenty of examples of BLM killing people. Well, that's also true, but you're killing people in a different way. You're killing their character. You're killing their careers. You're killing their ability to make money because. You know, we're going to shut you off from the banks and we're going to keep you from communicating. We're going to make you an outcast. It's very interesting that, again, people that do not understand or know about history, that's how these things are allowed 
to continue as a race making the same mistakes over and over and over. You know, it all comes down to a very simple thing. And that is allowing beliefs to affect reality. People believed that women of loose morals were witches and the best way to not have your husbands hang around them is to kill the witches. Yeah, take care of the problem. And right now, people believe that anybody who's white is a racist, and the best way to take care of that is to make them not be alive. Get rid of everybody that's white. Then nobody will be racist. Exactly. So by definition, only white people can be racist. That's the definition they use. So consequently, that's what they want to do. And I think if you just take the beliefs out of any ability to enforce, we're, we're going to have a much more peaceful society. Well, I think this all with the, uh, the theory that the MRNA vaccines are all making people into docile creatures. No, they were docile if they took MRNA to begin with. If somebody said it's going into the, it's breaking down their brains. They didn't have one. Well, that's, they took it. You're like, what? Yeah. What brain is it breaking down? There that's, was nothing that's, there. Yeah, that's it, none of these work. None of these make sense to me because the only thing that the vaccine did is it demonstrated how many are NPCs and how many are actual humans. And what's the latest count on this? Cause it's probably, uh, it's not, not a whole lot of us, but I'll tell you what, that they're, they're testing for whether when you're donating blood these days on whether you have pure blood or whether you have tainted MRNA blood, and they're, they're put into separate, location what about the folks like me who never took an mrna but took the the other old-fashioned vector viral we're still good yeah well i think that was just salt water probably (laughs) you're probably okay probably yeah yeah but the uh, mrna stuff is uh it they're you know quietly trying to isolate fluids from people with that because uh you never really know what's changed. Well, yeah, long term. What are the effects? It's look, it, it's the same thing as Roundup, right? So when uh, Monsanto came out with Roundup ready, uh, genetically engineered corn and, uh, and wheat and other things, they basically created something that sounds like a good deal because you can use poison on it to kill all the pests but the plant still grows right that's a good thing but in the process uh they came up with a uh a species that infects all the other species so if you have your neighbor growing monsanto plants and then you're growing regular plants within a season your plants uh like any seeds that start sprouting from your field are going to be tainted by the Monsanto ones. And so you're going to like, whether you want to or not, you're going to have roundup resistant plants growing. And of course, Monsanto took it one step further and actually started charging people for illegally using their genetically engineered plants without paying for them. So, and again, it's like one of these things where just cause your neighbor is growing this stuff, uh, through wind blowing pollen, you can get 
your plants to start having that genetic material on them. And then they come knocking on your door, on your door asking for money. That's crazy. Well, the world's crazy. Yeah. So, well, that, yeah, that's true. That part of it is definitely true, but I don't know, man. It's, um, the pendulum, I think is starting to swing back ever so slightly, but that still means we're in for a hell of a next few years. And we have an election within a year. We, we do indeed. Oh, and I got a question for you. This is, this is actually interesting. So as opposed to everything else on this show, I know, right? Budweiser, <laughs> Bud Light. There seems to be a bit of a war brewing between the, okay, Bud Light has taken action and it's time to forgive them contingent and the never Bud Light contingent. There's a breakdown coming. The, yeah, so I, I know how much of you're aware of this, but Bud Light, after firing the gal that did the campaign, obviously they got rid of Dylan Mulaney. They had a few other people that were fired or quit that were involved in this thing. And essentially, and, and they've lost a quarter of their uh, value of the company is gone. And their sales are about 50% of where they used to be. And um, the latest thing they did about a month ago, I think, was they signed a $100 million deal with Dana White. Oh, right. Uh, to be the sponsor for their slaps thing that I still don't understand. I don't understand how that's a sport. UFC but, overall, or is it a, a no, no, no. subset? The slap thing, you know, where the men stand next to each other and then slap each other. I've never seen this. This is a thing. You kidding me? No. Okay. You have to look this up. Do I? It is insane because it, it's crazy. Imagine somebody that looks like a weightlifter. It's like slap fight. Yeah. Is it like how I met your mother when it was slap bet? Uh, you have to watch this. It, it like big dudes, right? Wind up fully and slap each other on the side of the face. This is not like a woman slapping a man kind of slap where you can shake it off in about two seconds. This is like, it's an open hand, but I think it's, it's going to feel a lot worse than a boxing glove. <laughs> Well, yeah, more there's more there's, lo- yeah. there's more there's yeah, it's a bigger there's less padding. Yeah, and there's less padding and it's a mm-hmm. larger uh, area. Yeah, and they wind up fully. And some of these guys, I don't know how their jaws don't get broken. I don't know how their brains don't like flop around inside their heads. I don't know how their eyeballs stay from rupturing. I'm telling you, watch this and it and I mean, I was shaking my head going this is this is insane like ufc is safe compared to this Interesting. And, yeah. uh, I can- anyway so for that new sport that dana white seems to be popularizing and I, apparently it's big in russia which is you know news to me i will slap you comrade i i could see a bunch of drunk guys slapping each other i guess but uh yeah i would not want to do that um you know, if there's one part of the body that specifically you don't want to traumatize, it's your head. Right. Which is why I think it's kind of funny mm-hmm. when you look at stuff like the NFL. It's like, I think the NFL, it's you want to talk about racism and they're like yeah. the, one of the most woke organizations on the planet right now. Yeah. I'm like, you know, the NFL is basically watching a bunch of big black dudes mm-hmm. getting brain damage. Yeah. Yeah. And but imagine instead of like, NFL, you had a 
headbutting sport. Right. Where that's all you do. You just butt heads. That's the whole sport. That's essentially what the slap thing is. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Uh, but anyway, so he got a hundred million dollar contract with Bud Light, and now he's like, Bud Light learned their lesson. They understand who their base is. They are effectively making an apology by now uh, promoting something that is very pro-conservative. I don't know why the slap fighting is supposed to be conservative. Because <laughs> conservatives what, are little you know, bitches that just want to slap White's, each other. Yeah, I guess. Dana White is is marginally conservative. He's getting $100 million, so supposed to be, I guess, everything's good now. Um, so Dana White's obviously all in. He's getting money for it. Yeah, money is the. Then he had uh, Kid Rock on that said, "Well, this is." Because remember, Kid Rock had the famous video of shooting out Bud Light cans, right? And he says they took a hit. They 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 understand they they went completely against their base, and now they're supporting something that their base enjoys: slap fighting. Which again, I don't understand. <laughs> But so Kid Rock's on board. Tim Pool watched that those videos and and said, you know, there's people out there that just want to basically say never bud. But I'll tell you what, guys, the company's not going to go out of business, right? It's too big of a company to go out of business. Yes, their sales are down. They have plenty of other products that they make other than Bud Light. And Bud Light, all said and done went down to about half sales and now it's starting to pick back up again because people are starting to not care. So here's your two options. Conservatives, you can do nothing and say never bud and watch bud light recover fully. And people start saying, yeah, see, it totally didn't matter. Conservatives can go and be bitchy little girls and not buy bud light, but ultimately it doesn't hurt the company or we can take our win and say that, they got rid of the people we didn't like. They put money into supporting um, Dana White's organization, knowing that people in that organization and Dana are conservative and they're outspokenly conservative. Uh, so, yes, we got what we wanted. We got that company to change its direction, at least as far as marketing is concerned to start not spending money with the woke causes and start spending money with us. So it's time to start drinking Bud Light again. And then you have, on the other hand, guys like Matt Walsh from uh, the uh, What's a Woman uh, movie uh, saying it is not time to start drinking Bud Light. Uh, and if, if all it takes for conservatives to back down from a boycott is to have some company get a hundred million dollars for a marketing budget that isn't woke, then we, sh we don't know what the hell we're doing. Like we're never going to be able to do any protests because frankly, the reason so many people quit buying Bud Light is because in all reality, Bud Light tastes like shit. Right. I was going to say the it main reason very not to buy Bud Light. easy protest to do because you're giving up something that's not very good. You're not giving up like your favorite awesome beer. You're giving up the shit beer. Right. The beer it's, you probably weren't buying anyway, except when yeah. friends were coming over yeah, and you're exactly. like, fuck them. I'm not giving them the good stuff. That's like protesting a generic store brand. Right. 
Ooh, such a such a tough protest. And I don't think to. anybody. This is the other weird thing. It mm-hmm. wasn't like they went after the company as a whole. I mean, this is kind mm-hmm. of like boycotting the Big Mac, but ordering three quarter right. pounders with cheese instead. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what are you doing? It's nothing. Exactly. And that and so Matt's take is like, no, never, never Bud Light. We cannot change our minds. We can't demonstrate that they can just simply buy us off with this stuff. And unless the company goes out of business, uh, there's no there's no stopping of this boycott. Now, I think probably the Matt crowd is in the minority and the Tim Pool side isn't going to be in the majority. People will start buying Bud Light for their friends who they don't like. What do you think? I think a company is not a person. I think that even if it is a person, the United States as a whole, usually, maybe not anymore, but for most of our life, the comeback story was one of the greatest things ever. So somebody that disgraced themselves did something and then everybody rallies around them and lifts them back up. In the case of the company boycotts, I think it is always somewhat iffy because since day one of this story, I've been asking the question, well, how did this happen? How many people inside of Bud Light were really a part of this? And of course, the people on the one side are like, well, obviously, everybody in the company must have known. Like, no, that's not how companies work. That's really not how companies work. You could have one marketing person that puts something out, in this case, makes a can and sends it out to somebody that causes this kind of damage. From day one, I was like, this would be a great way to take a company down from the inside. Mm-hmm. get a gig with them and then do something that you know is going to piss their fan base off and then walk away laughing because how do you know that the person that did this wasn't hired and yeah but you're still going to lose your job and right but they don't care because be that's what they get, wanted to do in the first place well they but they probably do care about like making a living for the next 40 years after that no they'll go get hired by some other woke company they're like, yeah, Lido. I got Bud Light. I got Bud Light, man. Yeah. I got them to hire me, and then I fucking bombed them. This was great. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I that's think, why it's so hard I to think be the like. the easier explanation is there is no plot. It's just companies don't give a shit what the uh, viewpoints of the people they hire. Are. And this is, and I've worked with a lot of companies over the years, uh, hundreds of companies. And Sounds the like you can't is, keep a job, Gene um that's not what it means but okay sure sure i've worked with hundreds of companies in the last three years yeah no not last three years in in the last 30 years oh that's true you're old i am old yeah and i've i've been a consultant pretty much my entire life it was so, a joke i mean i get it consultants you work with a lot of companies uh yeah yeah that's that's like a benefit okay and yeah. uh yeah it makes me uh much higher paid person than the people that stay in one company. I believe Um, that. So bottom line is most companies want to avoid all questions relating to a person's politics. And I think that's wrong. I think that's silly. Uh, I think you ought to ask who they voted for as the first question of the interview. 
And well, yeah, anybody you're very that's... much. This is exactly what John C. Dvorak of No Agenda has said. You don't mm-hmm. want to get a culture of people that will yeah. infiltrate your company yeah. and then take it over. Yeah, you want to hire people that have a similar mentality to yourself. Yeah, you want people so, that are going to like, here's what here's our motto. Here's our credo. Here's what we're trying to do as a company. Is this now aligning? Luckily, a lot of people from the opposition side will actually broadcast their politics through facial tattoos, nose piercings, and weird colored hair. So you can automatically just not hire any of those. Um, but for the ones that don't broadcast it, you can still dig in with some questions. Um, I mean, if you're, if you've got the balls to just ask them who they voted for, that's, that's a very easy one because the ones that'll have indignation and say, well, that's none of your business. Well, great. I appreciate you applying. There's yes. the door right there. Thank you. And then they'll file a lawsuit. Be like, they you're can't. They can't. That's the beauty of it is that you can only file a lawsuit based on five criteria that are you're prohibited from discriminating. Politics is not one of them. You're absolutely allowed to discriminate against hiring based on politics. And that is something most people don't realize is that uh, you are totally fully within your rights to discriminate when hiring based on criteria that isn't listed as one of those five characteristics that is a protected class people's politics being a Democrat is not a protected class. Amazingly, they try to make it (laughs) that, but it's not. Well, that's because they are very much into not hiring the people on the other side. So they don't want, they think mm -hmm. they're okay because most of the companies are in their pocket right now, which is odd, but it seems to be that more of these companies have gone to the left. So let's say that the person that, that shows up with the blue hair and the, the nose ring is a black lesbian, right? Well, just send so her you're like, to Harvard. Oh, I, I have to hire her, right? Because she's got two of those protected classes right there. I mean, if you could get all five protected classes in the same oh, person. Well, then yeah, you'd be like, a yeah, exactly. But you know, she's got like two of those classes. So, you know, not hiring her could be a lesson, but no, if you then ask her, well, what are your politics? Would you vote for? And then uh, she says something like it's not your business or she says even better, uh, Joe Biden. And then you don't hire her. If they try and go after you, all you got to do is say, hey, I would totally hire her other than the fact that she answered this question of voting for uh, Joe Biden. And that's a disqualifying question that has nothing to do with her protected statuses, like (laughs) like giving you an absolute out from uh, any potential lawsuits. So people need to just start realizing that uh, don't be as fragile as you think you are. Like start actually having some balls and pushing your way around a little bit in business. This is, this is what the other side has been doing for a long time. And all the nice conservatives have just sort of stood by and shrugged their shoulders and not done anything about the proliferation of you know, essentially, uh, what what is that thing called? Uh, um, bu- 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 e- ESD, EDS, I can't remember the acronym. Oh, the, the, in, the, the in yeah, equity, diversity, diversity, inclusion. Equity, yeah, 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 that thing. Equity, diversity, inclusion. Uh, because what that actually translates to, what it actually means is that 
they reserved the right to discriminate against white men. That's, yes. That's all. That's all it means. That and they if will. you're a woman, if you're of a different shade of color, then you're fine. But if you're a white man, we reserve the right to discriminate against you. And you cannot do anything about it in this company. That's what it means. Yeah, because white guys are bad. Well, yeah. Look at history. <laughs> All the bad guys have mainly been white. I mean, has a white guy ever done anything good? Ever. I'm getting the... Uh... I'm getting the vibe that you've made millions of dollars teaching companies all about these loopholes on how to make sure that they hire the exact right employees and keep the bad ones at bay. Well, believe it or not, I've actually worked both sides of that equation. Oh, interesting. Well, you got to. It depends where the money is. Is that what it all comes down to? Eh, you know. Yeah, money. Come yeah. see, come sa. Yeah, money's good. Yeah. Whatever sorry. they're paying me for. <clears throat> I help people figure things out. And that's what we do right here on Unrelenting. Uh huh. We help people figure things out. CSB is toting us on uh, No Agenda Social as we speak, mm. and that's always nice to have people doing that. And uh, but before you do that, BTW said, "I'd like to donate the old-fashioned way, and I want assurances that Darren O'Neill won't steal Jean's half." Well, of course, I'm going to steal Jean's half. <laughs> what do you mean, BTW? He, but he also said one of his top four favorite podcasts is Unrelenting. Yeah uh-huh now i want to know what the other three are i bet you it's uh no agenda just you think? guessing you don't think it's the other ones that you run you're, like you're right it's, it's he's all like four. i like <laughs> random thoughts planet rage grumpy old bends and unrelenting uh-huh. and those uh-huh. are the best four podcasts in the world yeah that's that was what i was thinking instantly it would have to be yeah incidentally if somebody says in the top four you know that it's means fourth. It's fourth because otherwise they would have said in the top three, right, or top two, or top. Uh huh. But by saying in the top four, you might as well just say, "No, nah, you're my fourth favorite." Fourth favorite podcast. Now mm-hmm. that uh, Gene has his lightning node working, goes directly to him. There's no way for it to be. But does the old fashioned way mean PayPal? The old. Well, I think the old fashioned way is he shows up at my door with a suitcase full of hundreds. Well, that's fine too. Gene's like, I'll, I'll, I'll fly out for that suitcase. No, full of not to Chicago. <laughs> There's only so much you'll do for cash. huh? I mean, you know, let's be real. Chicago. No bueno. Yeah. The last time I received anything in my uh, sat thing was seven days ago. Yeah. That's probably about the same here. Mm-hmm. This is not a big Satoshi stacking show. Unlike amazingly, which is amazing. Some of the others, although they've all been slow. For the last few weeks and i know it's that season people are like do i have extra money no and the people that are streaming the sats are usually the other podcasters who are getting sats themselves so there's a right there's a decent amount of sats and i keep passing them around where i can as well yeah lb is the only one making real money they're like well i don't even know if they are because they don't even take a percentage as far as i can tell i thought they do when you take it out I don't even know if they're the ones that get the percentage or not. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I did get my other node up and running. Finally, it was having some issues. So the now I should be for. able to. What? That's yeah, the, the one you pay for. for. Yeah. 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 So, but hopefully not for much longer. So my goal is to take all the money out of it before the end of the year and then shut it down fully. So I don't have to pay for it next year. I was thinking, I mean, because everybody's like, oh, Umbral is great. And it's. I, it's not horrible, but their hardware hasn't been available for a long time, it seems. 
mm-hmm. they keep like go and go onto a wait list. I'm like, eh. I mean, I know I can just get a Raspberry Pi, and it's a very easy install. So maybe that's what I need to do because then you can do uh, all sorts of self-hosted things, including the the Lightning Node. But I don't know that you need that. I mean, don't y'all really just need one of those encrypted USB key things that's offline and then Albi for that's, online? That's what I've been doing. And then you just move shit off the Albi when you get up to a million? And yes. And then they that's where it's like a 2% to transfer from one to the other, which yeah. isn't bad. Well, yeah, but it's free money. Yes. I mean, if no, I'm th- that's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. bad. A lot of people like, well, own your own. It's like, but if you're moving it off when it gets to a certain amount, then you're never really. Well, and yeah, the, the the problem with owning my own, which I literally was doing, right? I'm paying twenty bucks a month to have a node that is twenty four seven up in the cloud, managed by a professional company Allegedly. that somehow yet can't receive shit from <laughs> half the people. Yeah. Allegedly, it's probably Russian disinformation coming after you. Mm. No, it might look. My first connection to that node was opened by Adam like four years ago. So that node was one of the first 20 nodes directly connected to No Agenda Podcasting 2.0. BTW says, No Agenda, our big dumb mouth, that Larry show. And yes, number four is unrelenting, but consider it in my third spot. Sorry, Larry. So I actually we're number three out of the four. Hey, we're moving up. Now, what else can we say to make him move that up to number two? <laughs> How do we get over our big, dumb mouth? Larry, uh-huh. I like Larry. He's celebrating his seventh year with that show. Oh, wow. This week. That's a long time for somebody to be a podcaster. I know. And to still be podcasting. Right. I mean, most podcasts stop at show 24. I'm glad that I pulled Larry into doing a dual show, you know, with a co-host. Because it's been a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, because you wanted to get some of his sweet money coming in. I wanted the sweet money. And he's it. a professional writer, and he's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. he says even crazier shit than you do. So I mean, there's you know a lot uh, of fun if you can hear him. Yes, it's a de- yeah, it's a different. We go from we go <laughs> it's from a different Larry, audio frequency. Yeah, we go from Larry, which is subsonic on Monday, and then we get really high for Bemrose on Wednesday, and oh, who yeah, doesn't yeah. get high for Bemrose? Right. And then Friday, Gene comes somewhere in between the uh, I've been complimented this week at a meeting I was at. I was complimented for a great radio voice. Yeah, you've got the radio voice. And and, the f- and this was done by uh, this is uh, why it's actually I bring it up. It's more interesting is because the guy that complimented me is a radio ad buyer. He's like, I need a Russian sounding apologist. <laughs> yeah, Can right. you do some ads for me? That would be great. Uh, so he deals with literally for a living with radio stations. So I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. I don't really agree with them per se, but I'll take it. You're like, I'll take your money. I'll make you I movies. Just, I just heard a lot of voices that I, I like the sound of better than my own. Billy Bone says, I've also been told I have a good radio voice, but I know what they're really telling me. It's yeah, you have a face for radio, kid. <laughs> like, man, your voice is awesome. Hey, Billy Bones, you want to be a guest on Sir Gene Speaks? You oh. got a good radio voice, so we got a slot open up. He's, I mean, his voice is almost down there with Larry's, man. Billy's got a is good it? radio voice. Yeah. Come on, Billy. Let's uh, get you signed up. Let's do an episode. He's a millennial you don't want to punch in the face. I mean, that is the best thing you can say about Billy Bones. What does that mean? He's sane. He's totally oh. sane. Well, oh, I mean, okay. not totally, but I mean, as sane as you get is, is yeah. being a millennial and all. Yeah, yeah. He knows where to find you. 
Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, on that no agenda social. He knows how to get a hold of me. Yeah. But as a. Exactly. Uh, have been getting around to for the last hour and 20 minutes this show is brought to you by dale from down under again yeah now he came in with 20531 which is covering the fees and he's like oh you should activate this on planet rage too i'm like i didn't there are so many ways the whole paypal system Mm -hmm. as far as what it will show you when they go to that link there are so many different options and they change all the time Mm-hmm. I really need to make this like once every six months, go in mm-hmm. and try to send myself a donation because nobody else and is. see what it looks like. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And see if there's because sometimes the note field disappears. Sometimes it does offer you like, well, do you want to cover the PayPal fee? Because, hey, we're right. going to really rake these people over the coals with fees. So right, do you want right, to right, right. do you want to cover those or not? But before the fees, it was a a hundred and ninety eight dollars and eighty nine cent donation which i'm thinking has to be a taylor swift donation a 198.89 that's 1989 right there baby that's what Uh, i'm seeing okay it's gotta be he says hope all is well with you both long sunny days down here hit 40 c or 104 f the other week nice that's that's all it's a nice cool day in austin that is a christmas you get the christmas vibes when it's over 100 degrees fahrenheit you get the christmas mm-hmm. vibes going he says thank fuck the beaches are open and the tits are out oh yeah tits are out is always a good thing now i see why gene's on his way to australia as quickly as he can as he can <laughs> he's like oh beaches open sunny I'm make, tits I'm are making out. some plans we'll see if it happens or not but if i get some speaking gigs down there i'm flying down you take me with as your uh, personal assistant so we can hang out in australia you have to fly a coach oh dude but i how would i fit in a coach seat i thought don't you fly um, private planes when you go anywhere i mean you could fly in in steerage i guess <laughs> how big of a doggy box can you fit in hey babe, did you want you okay i was gonna ask a question that i <laughs> i you and i have enough in common that you did watch the a-team back in the day i'm sure of course yeah just send me ba baraka style just, uh-huh. just come to my house, drug me, and I wake up in Australia. <laughs> that sounds like the best way to go. That's actually how a lot of people do it because that flight is not particularly fun. No, no, it sounds like if you, <clears> you got to like, you got to fly through. Uh, well, most people end up flying through LAX, which is a shit airport, and then you take Qantas across the way. Uh, although I just, um, I just got status on Singapore Airlines. I should. I should check to see if Singapore flies to Australia. How many airlines do you have status on, Mister Totally Legitimate Businessman? I don't really keep track. There's too many. That's what you're saying. Now, mostly American, but now I think I also have United, and I just got Singapore. Dale says, "Comrades, peak Tay Tay will only occur with the release of her fleshlight. You think that's coming down the line?" Has it not been released? I don't know. Was it something that's just in testing still? I mean, is he referring to like the uh, the autographed, completely uh, anatomically correct version of it, or well, just the knockoff with her name on it? The cheap Chinese knockoffs—they've been out for those have been out for a long time. A long time. I mean, there's some porn actresses yeah. that have made some good you money have on some these things. Angry, angry masturbation sessions with that. They're like, "What? This isn't real." Mm-hmm. this is fake as far as you know it is totally real with the amount of merchandising that they have done for this girl yeah it's almost amazing that this isn't on the market already or is it maybe 
I don't know. You're I mean, the Amazon seller. Gene's mm-hmm. like, let me tell you how big of a seller this is. I've well, got a, I, I've got a flashlight guy down in uh, Singapore, <laughs> which is why I've got the uh, airline miles uh-huh. racking up the dough. Yeah, baby, racking up the dough. I think I think uh, Alibaba would be your best bet for looking to see if that exists. Yeah, and it would be just like Tay Tay or something like that. You got to look for the. It's kind yeah. of telling you what it is, but it's not really the what Swift it is. Light. Right. Mm-hmm. Swift Light. There you go. That, isn't that a company mm-hmm. already? That sounds like a. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Uh-huh. If not, mm-hmm. it should be. There's a discount code, uh, Sir Gene. You can use when you order it. Sir Gene 33 for 33% uh-huh. off your order <laughs> and free shipping for anybody with oh, the extra the large. Shipping. You know how much shipping is these days, dude? A lot. I had to order a 50 pound bag of soil. Yeah, I know. We talked about this last week. Did you get it? I got it. I got it. It is 50 pounds. <laughs> okay. Did you weigh this? Do you have a- I did. I had to. I was curious. Because and, here, now uh, here's my question though. Yeah. What, did they give you just a little bit extra? Because what, what was the final weigh in on the, the soil? Oh, uh, 52 pounds. Okay. Now, if it would have come in at 49 pounds, are you filing yeah. a complaint? No. You're like, you didn't give me enough soil. Really the, the crazy part was that they shipped the FedEx. And the FedEx guy's like, fuck you. I mean, yes, the FedEx guy doesn't like 50 pound packages. That's kind of their cutoff. But also, how much did this cost? <laughs> did, was it in a I, box or did they just slap a it was label in the box. on it? It was in the box. Yeah. It would be even better if they just slapped a label on a bag of dirt. So no, the no, FedEx no. guy's it's, disdain uh, so he for knew you. It was dirt being shipped. Uh-huh. It was. It was uh, a pristine virgin Michigan peat. Oh, wow. Wow. Some of the best soil in the country. That is good stuff. It is is scraped off uh, of the topsoil so that Michigan loses topsoil. So I'd rather have it down here in Texas. You have good soil net net out there in Michigan. Is this the finest? The Upper Peninsula soil. Yeah, it's very good. It's, uh, It's got a lot of pine up there, which just makes the soil awesome. Uh, get the right pH levels going. Um, now, what are you going to be growing in this? Potatoes. Oh, of course. Yeah, indoor potatoes. This is indoor potato planting, Cyril. This is another one of your For the coming uh, nuclear policies. Yeah, another one of your uh, exit strategies. Oh, yeah, I've been growing potatoes for a long time. Oh, wait, are you part Irish? No, 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 I'm I'm part Russian. Oh, okay. oh, true. They like potatoes too. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> They make vodka with uh-huh. them. I forget. No, 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 no. Polish make vodka with them. No, what do the Russians make vodka with? Uh, wheat. Huh? Which mm-hmm. is better? Wheat. <laughs> well, you would say that. Now, I mean, there's somebody <laughs> out in the audience that goes by three letters. I'm it's like Polish sure vodka every, better. Everybody would say wheat vodka is better. But I will say that at least you can use the term vodka officially with potatoes. Um, because it's not made in France. So you can actually call it that and be compliant. Um, so Poland is allowed to make vodka. Russia's made allowed to make vodka. Uh, Finland begrudgingly is allowed to make vodka. There's a few other countries, but none of the countries are in Western Europe. Like anything that says vodka that is made in France, that's not vodka. That's just swill. Nobody wants it. Well, amazingly, everybody wants it because everybody's paying crazy money for Grey Goose, but it's total shit. 
Yeah, but the bottle is pretty, Gene. Yeah, that's what that's basically what you're buying is you're buying a pretty bottle with shitty ingredients inside. Well, that's what Dan Aykroyd figured out a long time ago when he started putting his vodka in the crystal heads that look like, you know, the the heads off of a, a skeleton. I bought tequila in one of those. See? It's all about as marketing. Gi- as a gift. Yeah. It's a gift you send somebody that you don't particularly like to keep living. You tried to kill somebody? Didn't say that. Okay. Dale says, so you, I, get him a, uh, you get him a skull with uh, tequila inside. That's how you know. That's like the mm-hmm. kiss of death. It's like, I you wish you those, bad luck. You might want to move. <laughs> you want to, now we know what to give people for Christmas. You got people <laughs> you want not, to move. <laughs> if you're not big fans of, buy them tequila in a bottle you know that what looks like a skull. Sounds like. To kill you. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dale says, I eagerly await the show trials of the universities that allowed BLM to harass and intimidate students for years. No crackers on campus enforced by black clad tards with bats mm-hmm. and bike locks. Yeah, there's definitely a uh, a one-sidedness. Do the crackers really want to be on campus, though? I don't know now. Mm-hmm. Although, again, I think this is kind of a double-edged sword with so many people that are like well you don't need college anymore it's what you really it's not good yeah you totally don't i understand that but it's going to then flip back to well to get this degree you know to get this job you need a college degree which is always been bullshit yeah but that was always like well that's racist because the poor people can't afford to get the college degree well now the poor people can go for free and then all the white kids are like well i'm not going to go to college and all of a sudden it's gonna be well haha white kid you can't get a job because you don't got a degree well elon's talked about this publicly before he says that uh if someone's applying for a job with a college degree it's it's actually a negative mark against them they've been too brainwashed now yeah yeah he'd rather hire people that know how to do things and not people that went to school People that can pass those tests they give you, unlike Gene, mm-hmm. who will spend way too much time on them. I, I do enjoy the tests, but also uh, I've applied to SpaceX. I've never gotten hired there. Personality profile. Is <laughs> that just keeps coming? Mark back. Stop uh, coming here. Do not, do not, mm-hmm. do not send your resume again. Yeah. Like, well, I, I closed some quotes from Musk when I applied. <laughs> Was it go fuck yourself? <laughs> something like that but i don't know they did not they did not seem to want to hire me for some reason um bizarre yeah i mean i can't understand it if anybody listening has any reasons why elon musk's company might not hire gene be sure to put those on no agenda social yeah i keep throwing the bricks with my notes across over his fence (laughs) and he keeps not hiring me Oh, see, what I you don't want? understand this. No, don't use bricks. Get a, a nice drone and fly it right <laughs> oh, in when he's out he's by got, the pool. He's got drone protection. Uh, but oh, that the would... bricks don't have electronics in them, so you can chuck them right over the fence. <laughs> what kind of drone protection does he have? That'd be pretty That's cool. That's an EM shield. Yeah, you could down all drones if you really wanted to very easily. Dale says, if non-lefties are arguing with lefties. I mean, I heard he has drone protection. Right. I wouldn't know. You don't, yeah, you have not tried to get past the. Uh, I have no drones left. The Iron Shield, right. There may, there's, two things aren't related either, that your drones have been depleted. Nope. And that Elon has good drone defenses. 
If anybody wants some drone cases, I have some Pelican drone cases for sale. I see Elon out there smoking a cigar with like a sawed off shotgun, just blasting the things as they come onto his property. That, that'd be a fun sport, right? Yeah, Instead it of would. using clays, use uh-huh. drones. That'd be yeah. expensive, but it'd be fun. Yeah, but the guy's got a billion dollars. He makes more money than Taylor Swift, I believe. Uh, I'm sorry. The guy's got $240 billion. Is that all? Uh-huh. And then he, if he invested those well, he made a lot of money the other day when the stock market soared. Well, he also bought Facebook for $40 billion, although he technically put in 20 of that himself in. X, not Facebook. So, uh, X, yeah, yeah. When he bought X and uh, we bought Twitter. Yeah. And uh, he keeps threatening that Twitter's going to go out of business. So we'll see how that goes. Well, I've got the- my ticket open for an update. I know CSB, I'm sure, is wondering on, about this that uh, I did get a reply back from X support and explain my situation to them. And they were able to verify it and said, Yeah, I'm going to have to escalate this because I'm not sure how to fix it. And so now I'm patiently waiting for the escalation person, which I think there's only one in the whole company at this point. Going to take a while. Um, May, it may take a while to figure out what happened and how to get it fixed. I've got until the end of the month before I need to manually fix it myself. So they've got about two weeks to figure this stuff out. If they don't figure it out before the end of the month, I'm going to, cancel my account completely well i shouldn't say cancel i'm going to stop paying for my account so it'll become a free account wait one month and then pay the full premium and that i'm pretty sure is going to work the trouble is uh, the the thing that, that happened that was tricky is i ended up doing an upgrade of my account and i think in their billing system it it took so they started billing me for the premium plus. Well, that's the important part. Taking your money is the yeah, important they, part. That part worked flawlessly. The part that didn't work is actually switching my account to premium plus. Yes, giving you the features less important <laughs> to them. Yeah, taking yeah. your money very important. Right, right. So for two months now, I've been paying for premium plus and getting premium. Oh, and at least you uh, have the blue check mark, so you feel I validated. I still have that. That's the only thing I have. But I don't have access to their AI. I don't, you know. I don't have any of the shit I'm actually paying for. I still see advertising. Oh my I'm goodness. Not supposed to see ads that I'm paying for it. I hope Elon uh, fixes this for you personally. I, I know. And I, so I'm, I'm getting ready to write a note and wrap it around the brick, the brick here. and chuck it over the fence again. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Make well, sure I'm, you do that at night and wear the black <laughs> Adidas, not the white. Cause then you would. <laughs> I could just see you like doing the cat. Dude, I always wear the white Adidas at night in a full Those white. Those go well together. <laughs> the full white Adidas, like uh-huh. lighting up on a camera, like there's <laughs> no tomorrow. It's like the sun, Gene. There. Yeah, but I, that's why I wear glasses. Oh, that makes sense. So they won't be able to know going. who you are. Yeah, exactly. But can you see with sunglasses on at night? Nope. No. <laughs> but there is a trick to it. If I pull out my night vision goggles and I put them in front of the sunglasses, then I can kind of see. So like totally, yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as bright. I mean, you could just wear the, the, those goggles, you know, the infrared mm-hmm. goggles or yeah. the ultra red. Uh, I still don't have infrared. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to save up some money for those. Well, you'd got to get those. I know. I know. I believe me. I know I got to get them because the end is near. The end is nigh. I do have 
uh, a nice uh, night vision um, camera. Uh, no, it's a it's a scope on my one of my rifles. Oh, just so in case you're trying to shoot somebody on your property late at night. <clears throat> yeah, so that that has night vision along with laser range finding, and it calculates the correct uh, ballistic trajectory coefficient. So that I got that one of them things running on the rifle, but I I still need to get thermals. We'll get on it. Mm, you know, waiting for a sale. Dale says if non lefties are arguing with lefties using the talking point of. Well, try and wave the pride flag over there, mofo, and see how you go. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that imply that as well as defending democracy and all that jazz, America is the global defender slash enforcer of bum sex? Uncle Vlad certainly thinks so, seeing a couple laws passed recently. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. They did pass. Yes. He's talking about the new uh, anti, um, well, basically treating lbgtq blah 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 as a terrorist organization in the great country of russia yeah in the federation because they know now the actual sexual act is not controlled like you have all the butt sex you want but the the first law that got passed was to remove um references to homosexual sex from school material and children's books very like similar to what we're seeing here yeah and then there was a uh law against um propaganda that was uh homosexual and that would be a lot of the books that you see in schools in the u.s uh and a lot of you know things like um uh like um drag queen book yeah power story for hour, the kids. Right. shit like that so that's all illegal in russia and then the last one that got passed was uh, actually labeling it as a i don't know if it's terrorist but it's basically an illegal organization and of course the the, the article i was reading that was written in the liberal publication they don't even know that lgbtq plus plus is not even an, a company or a group it's just a, an idea oh like antifa yeah well they don't have a problem finding ideas that are expressed <laughs> you know it's uh it's a thing bottom line is uh russia is more conservative than the u.s that's the that's all it comes down to and then it's it's apparent in the population that um they're more religious they're more christian they're more conservative they don't want to give up a lot of their rights to the trans uh lgbtq folks so it's a um it's a very different world because the a lot of the old-timey politicians like Lindsey Graham, who's, you know, got got some glitter on his little twinkle shoes there. It's fabulous. Uh, Lindsey Graham still thinks of Russia as this far-left communist thing. And it's it's ridiculous because if you look at reality, it is the exact opposite. The most liberal communist country right now is the u.s moving that way quickly too. china is not as communist as the u.s china is certainly authoritarian no no debating that but china is a hell of a lot more capitalist than the u.s china has way less regulation on businesses 
than the U.S. does. China is very pro-business. Uh, so if you can separate. Yeah, because they're going to take a larger percentage of what you make, to be fair. They take less than they do in the U.S. The U.S. has the highest taxes, higher than Russia, higher than China. That's crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's it's this is this is where we are today. We are living in the socialist uh, dreamland here right now. Well, and it's because we give people the ability to vote. No, it's because we give women the ability to vote. No, it's the it's overall <laughs> that people don't pay attention. The brainwashing has been in. The devices are there with the phones and other little mm-hmm. devices that the attention span is gone. And just like we saw in this, I point back all the time, go read Mm -hmm. the manifesto from the weather underground back from the 1960s and 70s Yep, that they went, hey, you know what? This bombing of federal buildings probably not going to get us what we want, Mm -hmm. although they were never charged in these things. But allegedly, just because they're friends of Obama's now, Mm -hmm. but they knew if you could infiltrate things like the media and the education system you could get what you wanted in a different way because most people in america do not want to pay attention to politics that is the rarity now hmm. so it is fairly easy i mean look at the george santos's look at the aocs look at the people that are being elected that for various reasons should never be elected that have gotten into office who can now make these kind of changes that the average person would not normally approve of if they were given the ability to vote for, which I think is funny here in Chicago Mm -hmm. that they just had a vote and it lost by two votes in the whatever body it is here in order to put up for vote to the general public. Hey, do you still want Chicago to be a sanctuary city? They're paranoid, mm-hmm. man, because this is getting if that's if that goes up, I think I know it's, it'd be like 90 percent. No, yeah. we do not want to be a sanctuary city anymore because the people that vote in Chicago mm-hmm. are the ones that elected this new black liberal dude because they thought he was going to do right by them and then quickly found out. No, just because he's black like you doesn't mean he gives a shit about you. He gives a shit about what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So democracy, no, we can't have that. We can't have a vote on whether we want to be a sanctuary. So there has to be, you know, really for any country uh, that if you're going to call yourself free, if there's a law that a majority of the people get together and go, we do not like this law. Well, then you need to do something about that. You can't have the ruling class decide that. Well, okay, 90 percent of the city says we don't want to be a sanctuary city anymore, but they're just Mm -hmm. stupid they're stupid we're, we're going to keep it this way because I don't we think know it's better. going back i think once you're sanctuary you're sanctuary for life well it's going to be very hard just like uh, can you get term limits into the united states congress do, do you think any chicago area judge would say that not being sanctuary is legal like they wouldn't they're, they're never going to let that law turn around some i mean i don't think the complete bench is bad i'm sure a lot are oh come on dude they're they're 100 soros well the da's are i don't the know judges. the judges are yeah and the judges yeah. all get voted in though this is the other interesting thing yep. there too so who's running 
But this is also if the people say, no, we don't want to be a sanctuary city and Judge XYZ says, no, we you can't do that. Well, then mm-hmm. they vote Judge XYZ out. So he bows they down. Don't. They don't, though. That's the thing is people have short memories for everything. No judge that's ever done a bad ruling ever gets voted out. It doesn't happen. They don't. Well, most All people never about, hear most about people it. Don't, that, even if you heard of a judge's name, are you going to remember that four years later when you got to vote for him again? No, not and, unless I'm on the Sir Gene uh, at, note, the little weekly update. Yeah, so then you yeah. remind people when voting comes around, like, that's right. Get rid of this guy. And then you, you look at uh, all, all people look at, and this is the thing I've been arguing against is they look for the little D or the little R and they vote against the R. They don't even vote for the D. They vote against the R. Yeah, it has gotten to that point. That's all it is. And this is, this was one of my, um, recommendations that I started making shit, man, back when I was in college is that if you want to balance elections better, do not label the candidates by party. There, there's nothing in the constitution or any other laws that I've seen that requires a labeling of the party affiliations. Well, California has done this voluntarily. Are they like the only ones? But California did that. Yeah, yeah, but that's because they only have one party. There's all so Democrats, no matter what. They've, yes. they've gotten to the point where it's literally just 100 percent Democrats, and so there there's no reason to label them anymore. But it's true. If people don't know who to vote for, don't fucking vote. They shouldn't be voting. Should be a poll tax. Should be a test. Well, there should be a, a certainly a stupidity tax, and and then if you want to take that to the ultimate conclusion of not having the party of affiliations i said you want to fix it all in in one election term super easy make all offices write in if you don't remember who you want to vote for that office and you can't write their name down you don't have a vote why would somebody be allowed to vote for a person who they don't they don't even know their name does that make sense logically does that make sense if you're trying to construct a government that is representative? You say, well, people need to at least know who they want in office. And if they don't know who they want in office, maybe it's better that they don't vote for somebody for that office. This is why everything's going to voting at home. That way you don't have to be under pressure. You could look everything up and you could have somebody else fill out your ballot for you. Yeah, we know exactly where that's going. Uh-huh. Although I haven't seen anybody really voting from home electronically is tantamount to just no longer having elections and simply allowing the biggest donors to control everything. Yeah. The concept that it can be fair, it can be fair, but will it be fair? No, no. We know how these things go. Yeah. We know that the breakdowns are there. Yeah. Without having that paper trail. uh, we may end up having, uh, I mean, we'll see. So my, I'm still sticking with my prediction from three years ago, which is that if Trump runs, Trump will lose. You really think and again, uh, now, I'm, I'm not saying that I want this cause I'll be voting for Trump, but I still think the same thing that I did when he lost the last election, that if he runs, he will lose. They know exactly how to ensure that Trump loses. They got to get rid of Joey though, right? I, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I have no idea who's going to win. I'm just saying that Trump will lose. Got to get rid of Joey. I think. 
Well, it depends. I mean, what if they just swap out the Veep for a Newsom, and then uh, Biden dies in the first ninety days or the first ninety seconds? Yeah, but you know, after January, uh, after he takes whatever. office, yeah, after the well, not takes office after case. he's confirmed, then he immediately dies. Yeah, sorry, but Joey. If if they swap Newsom in as a Veep. I would say the odds would go up tremendously that Biden will be taken out very quickly. If they keep the the laughing, uh, well, she is kind of the laughing stock. I guess it's a good nickname. For She's her. the laughing laughing. If they stock. keep the laughing stock, then uh, you can add then, a second laughing. It's the laughing laughing stock. Then we're just all fucked because she will become president. But uh, if they swap in Newsom, then you better, you know, then you pretty much know that their plan is to sneak in Newsom because they they don't think he would be voted in but they'll get him in there no matter what can't you just wait for the kamala harris presidency and big terrorist (laughs) attack Uh (laughs) madam president what do you think about the 14 million children that were just killed (laughs) there there were children and they were killed (laughs) there were 14 million of them and we need to think of them while we're thinking much yes yeah I mean, it's it, she has one brain cell and it's barely hanging on, man. But I got to say, she must have one hell of a pussy. Probably. That's how she got from point A because to point B. How Willie the Brown, hell baby. Do you get to become vice president with one brain cell? As a, if I can quote John C. Dvorak, fuck Willie Brown. That's how she got there. I think she fucked a lot more than that. Dale continues. Japan and Philippines are coming on deck. The U.S. wants Japan to patrol and monitor the Russia and China Arctic trade routes that they're developing. It's a week that way versus a month through the Suez Canal. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like the world is not a simple place. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. A lot of deals being made. And Russia and China, those two, when you're putting them in as a package deal, make a pretty Mm -hmm. formidable foe. Um. Well, yeah, they have twice the nuclear weapons of the U.S. Yeah, I'd uh-huh. say so. Again, pretty formidable foe. Yeah. How do we know they're abiding by the rules? Yeah. They're probably yeah. not, and neither is the United States. Yeah, the so. U.S. has never been abiding by the rules, so what does it matter? Uh-huh. Yeah. D- Dale says America is trying to put the woke away and get the corn feed and gumbo feed white boys joining up to go die in their wars against. Well, yeah, they definitely want to get rid of the white men. I mean, the smartest thing a white man can do is just not join the military. He says Tucker's the man or Trump's the man to do it. I don't think that the Tucker Musk Tate etc. alliance is to be ignored. They pretty much represent every disaffected young man out there. Plus mm-hmm. with Peterson's arc thing, which is full of neocons, they've opened a branch here too. Seems like the beginning of a new patriotic movement. That yeah, that just means you're going to go to prison. Well, yeah, you're white. You're a man. Yeah. I we mean, have a place for you. That's the thing about the U.S. is that um, for way too long, there has been the control of the, the conservative politics has been in the hands of essentially middle of the road Democrats. Uh, guys like... Um, uh who's the guy from uh utah mitt romney mitt romney yeah guys like that 
like he's not a hardcore Democrat, but he's a middle of the road Democrat. And Wasn't he pretending to be a Republican? That's what I mean. <laughs> and so that they've gotten an awful lot of the control from away from people that actually have conservative values and in the hands of people that have liberal values, but less liberal than socialists. What we have right now is not a Republican and Democrat party in the sense that it was a hundred years ago or even 30 years ago when Ronald Reagan was in office. What we have is a Democrat and Republican party that is composed of primarily uh, liberals. They're liberal Republicans and there are socialist Democrats, but they're, uh, they agree on more things than they disagree. Well, and that kind of used to be politics on a whole when you, I mean, if you separated the politicians where there've always been some more extreme views, when you looked at the country, the people that called themselves Democrats and the people that called themselves Republicans, if you were to give them one of these tests, you're right. Overlapped probably 80% of the time where now it seems like, well, if the other side thinks this is a good idea, no matter what this is, we have to go in the opposite direction, which is just there. There was a time when even people that had a D next to their name thought communism was bad. Correct. And with the fall of the Soviet union, somehow communism became a growing religion in this country. Well, cause they're not using it over there anymore. So we should. Yeah. Apparently like somebody say, Hey, we can now we can take this. We, well, yes. they don't want it. We'll take it. <laughs> right. And so it started growing. And that's again, this is why it is idiotic. When you watch these old timers like Lindsey Graham, uh, pounding their fists down and accidentally saying Soviet union, instead of saying Russia, or calling about, you know, Ruski commies. It's like, dude, you're the commie. Literally. Like, they're still Russian, but they're way more conservative than you. And I don't just mean him prancing around right. in women's underwear. I mean, like, in general, as a whole country. It, it's a much more conservative country. From and what so I understand, if, and you can probably, you know, confirm if, the woke movement tried to come alive in Russia long before it came in the United States. And mm-hmm. and was tamped down pretty quickly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the U.S., um, let's say the, the three-letter agencies have a history of utilizing radical movements in the United States to stir up troubles in other countries. That's, that's been a longstanding tradition. And so it, it shouldn't be really any surprise that... Uh, uh, if we start looking at people in other countries that are trying to uh, promote liberal values, that you're going to start realizing that they're actually funded by three-letter agencies. Or George Soros, which is also one of them that's uh, supporting all these things. Well, George Soros is promoting liberal values. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. It's Soros... A, he, it's crazy that anybody would ever associate with this guy. He's literally a Jew that was a conspirator with the Nazis against Jews. 
and he said they were some of the best years of his life. And he said that, exactly. And yet, no one seems to blink twice about having any kind of dealings with this guy. It's like, really? Well, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. We took the guy that built the V2 rockets and brought him to Alabama. You know, we took uh, the experiments that Mengele was doing and brought that to, um, uh, what was the hospital in uh, Maryland there? I mean, it's like U.S. has a habit of importing people that the rest of the world doesn't look too kindly upon. Yeah, well, and this is all about the world being under one happy government, one happy center of control. That is the liberal utopia is, well, we don't want all of these separate because like climate change. We have everybody has to be in lockstep. It's yep. never going to happen, I don't believe, as no matter how much money is thrown into there. But that is the liberal utopia rather than, you know, let's let everybody handle their shit the way they want to handle it. No. Right. We want to control everything that they do. But Yeah, well, and, and it's understandable. I mean, who doesn't want to control what everybody does? Yeah, everybody wants to rule the world. Did you remember that song from Tears yeah. for Fears? Of course. So right. They were prophets. It is right. Yeah. Everybody wants to rule the world. And I, I've always said I would be like the best despot ever. You'd be the greatest dictator ever known if, to humanity. If I ran things, it, it would be, it would be great. People would love, it'd be the best. People would love living in a country I ran. You would be like the judge Judy for the country. People would just come before Gene. They'd make their case and then they'd get their answer. Well, that sounds like work. I don't know about that. You have an AI to do it. Is that what you're? I don't need to know. It should be self-evident. I don't. You know, if, if you craft laws that are self-evident, you don't need to have anybody coming before you. Have everybody just enforce their own. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm a big believer in consequences. You know, karma's a bitch, but uh, if if we let karma actually play out, there'd be less bitches around. Probably true karma is a boyfriend some of the biggest problems that we've had are the result of interfering with nature and i don't mean that in the greeny sense i mean that in the rescuing people sense gotta let nature take its course somebody builds a house on a floodplain well guess what you can't get insurance well and you can't force people to think the way you want them to think Mm -hmm. i mean if your case is good make your case but you can't force them. Yeah. Which that's all what the left seems to want to do is in fact, yeah. Do the forcing. But they, Dale, they, they do. he concludes his note and it was a good one. With, oh my God. You're still not done. He says, Merry Christmas to both uh, you both and your better halves to Gene. He has, mm-hmm. he is only one half. <laughs> he says, stay unrelenting. And that's the only way we know how. And thank you, Dale, for being yeah, the main you, supporter. That's right. Of the unrelenting show. If you want to be like watch Dale. Darren steal that money. What money? Uh-huh. Did I say Dale sent money? I was $19.89. Isn't that uh-huh. what uh-huh. I said? Exactly. Go to unrelenting.show. All of the information is there. And it's appreciated. And you can boost a gram. It's a podcasting 2.0 thing. If you're not boostagramming the show, you must hate Adam Curry. Why do you hate Adam Curry is the question. You should be sending boostograms to show podcasting 2.0 is the way. I'm really starting to wonder if we just don't have any listeners outside of the people listening live, because if you look at the donations 
through the sats coming in. I mean, they're all tiny, but that's as expected, but they literally only happen today, like on show days. And I, I don't believe for a minute that when you release the episode later in the day, that people will instantly listen to it while they're streaming sats and then be done with it. I, I think most people just have the streaming sats turned off. That's my, I bet. agree. Except when they're live, some, the live definitely brings more out. Well, for I whatever think that's reason. the only, the only people that are really into the tech enough to have sats turned on are also the exact same people that listen live. Yeah. They want to see the little thing light up. So they know yeah, when you're live and, ev- and everybody else just like podcasting 2.0 app. I, I already have a podcast app on my phone. Why would I need that? Exactly. So I think the curry needs to go and do a better job proselytizing the curry, the uh, curry net net says, don't hate the player. Hate the memes. Exactly. Yeah, I hate the memes. Hate the memes. Uh, yeah. Cause I, uh, we need more people to start using those apps and the app developers should really like put in the default amount that is more than 10 sats. Well, and it's that it's a multiple, as far as I know, it's still a multiple app thing on your phone. It's well, you need the one where your crypto lives and then you need the one that you can pay from. And then they talk just like when I boost on the desktop in Podverse. Mm -hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I have to have get Alby open and signed mm-hmm. in for Podverse to take the money from there. And it's, there's nobody, as far as I know, that is combining yeah. a wallet for a while. Breeze was doing it, but then they, I don't think they've kept up with all the streaming sats and all that. But if you had something that combined the wallet along with the player, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that would be the way to go. But the people I that Podverse was doing that as well. I don't know if the wallet's built in. So forget Podverse mm. seems to be using the Alby wallet. So unless Podverse is yeah. moving to something where they host their own wallet, yeah, which wouldn't be up again. I don't know though if they want to hold people's money or that's yeah. I think that's the biggest issue is most of these guys don't want to hold anybody else's money. But you know, if I guess if you can fill up a wallet using Alby and then give the Alby API token to the podcast app then it should do it all automatically on the back end. Yes, automatically. Once you connect the two, but you still need the the Alby wallet or some other kind of wallet or something. Yeah, you need something with the funding. And the problem is, you know, yes, it's crypto, but you first, <sighs> there's the thing. Sats are not Bitcoin. And there's been too much of this, like, Satoshis are Bitcoin talk. And they're really not. Here's what it is. All, you you have to convert from one to the other and the conversion costs money that means it's not the same currency what you're doing is you're basically have a separate cryptocurrency called satoshis that is tied to the value of bitcoin it never wavers from the bitcoin value it's the same thing but the process of converting one to the other costs money and so I mean, you can pretend and say that sats are just smaller denominations of Bitcoin. Okay. So if you got to go and give the bank teller a dollar bill and ask for quarters or pennies, they're going to charge you like five cents to do it. I don't think so. Right. Well, it's because lightning is off chain. So that's, and that's, that's a different currency. Yes. It's relative to the other. It's tied just like there are countries that have their currencies like Costa Rica pegged to the u.s dollar 
Well, that wasn't Costa Rica the one that pegged it then to Bitcoin or change? No, that was that was not Costa Rica. That was um, uh, what was the country? It wasn't Ecuador? It was one of those countries, but it wasn't Costa Rica. Maybe Ecuador. Yeah, it was a hell of a story when it happened. Like we are forcing mm-hmm. everybody to take Bitcoin as payment. It's like, but that's not as easy as it sounds either. Yeah, I mean, you could print Bitcoin money, but here's the problem with with using Bitcoin as your currency, and this has been the same problem forever. There's too much volatility. You cannot have your currency going up and down 10% a day. Right, because like your coffee, you know, is it? Yeah, your gas costs 10 bucks one day, 12 bucks the next day, 9 bucks the day after that. Like, people, th- nobody wants that much volatility in their currency. It's it's very stressful because you're always second guessing anytime you're spending money on anything. And anytime you're receiving money, it's like, what should I sell this gas for $9? Maybe it'll be 12 bucks tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe I should just not sell it. Well, that's it. When I want to convert any kind of crypto back into a gift card, it's like, well, I want to do it when the crypto is at the high end. I don't want to do it at the low end. Right now I've solved that problem by just never taking any money out of crypto, but well, you solve the problem by nobody donating to you. So your crypto well, doesn't that, really that grow. Too. Yeah. I mean that, see, that wasn't, <laughs> that, that was an unintended consequence. You're like my crypto is uh, not growing at all. Well, I also bought a lot of my crypto at 50,000. Yeah. That was not a good idea. So that was <laughs> not a was good not, idea not at the all. Smartest way to go. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was bad with the Cardano buying. I think yeah. I put a, the most I ever put into it was one grand. Well, to be fair, Bitcoin is at 42,000 right now. So it's actually recovered an awful lot. And I'm totally closer. off on my prediction because my prediction was 33,000 around Christmas. I don't think we're going to hit 33,000 at this point. We can get a rally. Uh, I, and I don't understand why it's so damn high because there should be more people selling it right now in order to pay for all the Christmas shopping they're doing. Maybe they're buying crypto for gifts. That's not a gift. I know it really isn't. So if somebody gave you a ledger wallet and was like, here's $10,000 in Bitcoin, you'd be like, fuck you. No, I would. That's not a gift. I would do the same thing with that Bitcoin that I do with all the other Bitcoin. Hoddle. Not spend it. Cardano's up to 62 cents, which isn't Doesn't bad. Doesn't matter. Not a real currency. It's not a, none of them are real currencies. It's They're all shitcoin. Bitcoin is the only one that has actual value. Right. It's all the same. Mm, yes, except for Bitcoin, which has actual value, and the rest of them don't. <laughs> it sounds like somebody's been brainwashed. There's no brainwashing here. It's, it's, Bitcoin is already a stretch. Anything else is just bullshit. NetNed just started streaming four sats a minute to us. Wow. Thank you, NetNed. I'm going to throw this guy a party. Woo. So in, in like an hour, you'll be up to a 10 cent donation. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, but that's better than what the other people listening are given. It, it is. It is. And if we had a hundred thousand of those, then that would actually be something. He said, that's four. the thing is I like said it's the, 20. The, the sats streaming thing is, uh, it works great for large audience podcasts. And it was, I'm sorry, it was 10 sats net net. I'm just seeing the four that came into the LB account. You know, what you should do is you should announce that somebody just started doing a thousand sats a minute and make everybody else feel like they're just being super cheap. Oh, that'd be good. Let's see. Oh, here's a thousand sats a minute from sir. Gene. Oh my God. 
that doesn't work. That seems redundant. No, you should have made it made it from somebody that doesn't, you know, that isn't currently on live stream or talking oh. to you. Oh, so yeah, somebody like it's Santa Claus. Santa Claus just donated. Uh, oh, looks like they're doing a thousand a minute. See, that would have motivated people to actually up their game a little bit. I'll work on the marketing aspect of this. Yeah. Reality is we know people enjoy this podcast because they keep coming back and listening. 75 people listening live right now, at least on the stream. Yeah. And that's the people with no jobs. Now, if you look at the people that have jobs that are not listening live, it's a much, much bigger number, probably at least 80. Yeah. We're that dude's third favorite podcast, BTW. <laughs> that's right. We got bumped. We got bumped to third. We got up to number three. So tell people about your third favorite podcast, BTW. Let them all know they should be listening to Unrelenting, the best show they're not listening to right now. They're like, what's the show about? And they're like, you just you have to listen. Describe Unrelenting in 10 words or less. Uh, uh, two guys talking about shit. I mean, that's every podcast. No, no. It, it, we, we are the Seinfeld of podcasts. Every show has a different theme and we, we, we have a problem that we solve in every show and people enjoy watching the solution to that problem. Sir Candidavian asks how many ponchos per minute can he donate? That's a good question. I mean, if you want to donate ponchos, remember, I still got that offer. 50 bucks gets you a free three pack of ponchos. Oh, three pack and Gene will personally sign them for you. I'm happy to sign them. CSB just came in with a 3333 boo says Merry Christmas comrades from CSB. Well, and happy Hanukkah to you. Merry Christmas CSB. I hope I'm going to see some Merry Christmas doodles over at www.csb.lol. Oh, you know that's, coming. that's obviously coming. There's going to be some AI Santa Claus stuff. I'm going to dig it. Yeah, AI doodles. Does Santa Claus actually have to know who's good or bad? Now he has an AI. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Comes down so, your so chimney. Say, yeah, Santa Claus is into pre-crime. See, there you go. There's your idea, CSB. Santa Claus using AI to deliver his packages and then the AI malfunctioning. So you you have a dystopian Santa Claus movie idea? Sure. I mean, that right there. See, now, if only that was not an original idea, then it could be made into a movie. Sir Candidavian says every episode of Unrelenting is like a Scooby-Doo show. A lesson is learned. Mm -hmm. that's true we are here to teach you without we you knowing we're teaching you here to teach you yes we may not know it but we'll teach you exactly and you, we, you don't feel like you've been taught so it's not like uh <laughs> you don't feel like yeah i have to really do you have to listen to this again like going to uh -huh. school where you're like uh well the teacher is really really boring no gene just brings these adventures of his to life and he has real life experience allegedly sometimes allegedly hey new spaceship came out see brooklyn starting to stream sats now yeah he's coming in nice a little bit hotter than net net ha ha Ooh, get some competition going yeah looks like maybe that says msat total 50 mm. was it 50 um the way that uh they, they do it in uh, get lb is not the oh i got a question for you um did you see a movie it's supposed to be on Netflix about the end of the world. Aren't there a few of those? It just came out, apparently. Then no. So it's famously produced by the Obamas. Oh, I heard something about this. Yeah. I and haven't it seen a, it. A line about not trusting white people. Well, why would you? 
if you're the Obamas. Why would you trust white people? I don't know. Was it followed by don't trust black people, don't trust brown people, don't trust anybody because people suck? Just white people. Just white people. Oh, just white people. Oh, that makes more sense. In that scene, you have a father and daughter naked in bed together, so I'm not sure exactly what that's all about. Say what now? Is this like something that... uh, What? This sounds something like uh, some bad stuff. I don't don't know. I don't don't have Netflix. So I was going to ask you, if you had that movie, if you grabbed the torrent of it, if you could pass that on, because I don't... I don't have Netflix, so I don't have any way to watch that movie. And I'm sure somebody in the audience knows what the title of the movie is. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I think we could probably find that for it's you. It's supposed to be something that's about the end of the world when there's like an EMP goes off or something. It's funny because, you know, the it, it seemed to have come out on the same week that I was at a conference about EMPs, EMPs. going off. Uh-huh. No, no combination there. There's no coordination. There's. Uh, I also have a post a video of black helicopters flying through Dallas yesterday. That was fun. You were in Dallas. Nope. <laughs> Just you weren't on the black helicopters then. Nope. Nope. Definitely not. not. Nope. Were Never you controlling the them remotely as if they were drones? <laughs> no. That would be fun though. Yeah. That would be a fun experience. Um. No, apparently there's a, a number of videos of people in the Dallas area pointing their cameras up at a swarm of black helicopters flying overhead. Interesting. So these weren't your spaceships. And you, people are going to no, 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 no. There's when, like three or, three or four black helicopters. It's not a huge number either. When are people going to realize that they're space games where they think they're just blowing up random virtual aliens and stuff or actually right? they're killing they're a bunch actually, of people in a yeah. war zone? Yeah, exactly. You're like, you know, that's happening. Yeah. Well, there's not a huge amount of difference between some of the AAA games that have drone controls in them and guys sitting in Utah behind actual drone control terminals, um, which used to be a lot of those guys used to be actually working for the CIA or they were contractors for the CIA. Uh, there's also guys in Nevada, but the Nevada ones, I think, were actual um department of defense guys not cia guys but the um yeah the drone controls are using literally the same joysticks that i have next to me they're they're looking at a shittier quality monitor than i have and they're flying the the drones uh with uh essentially the same controllers that i have interesting it looks like there's a couple different movies. EMP, although it looks like that's not new. No, no. After the end. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And uh, No Beret wants to know, is this a bonus length show? I mean, it may be. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what a bonus length show is. I mean, the shows are always two hours whenever we start till Darren's wife shows up. People are looking at their uh, counters right now like this seems like it's over two hours. No. And the I wife's not coming home for lunch, but I mean, we can go yeah, forever. So we're going to go another hour now and then it'll be a two hour show by the time we're done. The other people that are taking over the stream at uh, the top of the hour may not like happens. that. No, no it no. never goes on. Never happens. Nope. Who are those people that take over the stream? That's always the question. Well, I, I think they're robots actually. They're, they are completely AI now. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it would be way easier to do the podcast if the AI could just do it for us. Hey, I sent you a link to a AI thing. 
there's actually a whole bunch of AI podcasting tools out there. And they're all automated. You there's don't have a, to do the anything. The cool one that I saw that is kind of interesting, I'm, I want to try it out, is it creates mind maps out of the podcasts. Mind map. So it will. You know what a mind map is, right? Yeah. Well, so it's going to look at all the topics and try mm-hmm. to. Uh, yep. Yep. Monitor where organize they go. Them. Organize them. See what that be interesting to see what a mind map of this show looks like. A lot of Taylor Swift, a little bit of that, unfortunately. A lot of Ukraine and Russia. Some of that, unfortunately, yeah. A lot of business talk. Some business talk. Poncho talk. A little bit of poncho talk, less and less. Spaceship talk. Some, yeah, some, yeah, a lot. Every um, show, a lot of spaceship talk. A lot of spaceship talk. Every show. Yeah, so there's a new spaceship out in Star Citizen. uh, Just came out. Um, which is the, uh, uh, what the hell is the model number? Something Rambler. Nash. The Cutter Rambler. The Cutter Rambler. I like the Nash Rambler. Yeah. It's made by Drake. The singer? No, Drake Industries. Oh, I thought Drake, like Drake, the singer, Drake. Not not the Drake. Uh, but it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it has two seats inside, but don't, if, if you're going through a, um, hyperspeed like faster than life travel don't get out of your pilot seat go sit in the chair in the back and then stand up because if you do you're going to be left in the middle of space and your spaceship is going to continue flying is that a feature or a bug i know that from personal experience (laughs) that i discovered when i first tried it you know in real life that would hurt I mean, it would not be fun because I was probably about a, a billion miles from anywhere. Just floating out there in space. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think the full flight was like 59 million miles, or maybe not a billion, but uh, millions of miles from anywhere. I think it was I was flying 59 million, uh, probably kilometers, 59 million kilometers, my guess, because nobody uses miles. And um, yeah, all of a sudden I was just, floating in space with my spaceship nowhere to be seen so somebody that. hijacked your spaceship were you shipjacked i stood up apparently you're not allowed to stand up off a chair without being left in space in that ship that's but it's a neat looking ship it, it's one of the prettiest ones super detailed uh it, it really feels like it's real like it's a as real uh, as a virtual spaceship might get very well visually done ship and especially when you have uh head tracking and eye tracking gear like i do where you can literally just look around to every little bit of the ship it looks really cool so the detail is there yeah and it's incidentally that my eye tracking gear is made by the same company that makes the one for the drone operators again that's why you I might mean, it's be flying literally a drone. the same setup man it's the same freaking setup you might be flying drones and not even know it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. When you thought was you getting up and being left in the middle of space, the drone you were flying may have been destroyed. It may have actually crashed. Well, it's funny because, uh-huh. yeah, I was flying from Mars and I was flying to Gaza. As one would do uh, from Mars to Gaza. Well, all the that's time. what the mission was. That I was just executing the mission. Very popular. Yeah. And. And then I was just flying and I just all of a sudden I was up in space. My sh- the ship was nowhere to be seen. That sounds like maybe you were involved in an op. Well, I mean, I was online communicating to the controllers, so it was an op, but I, you know, 
we usually do ops when we're talking. Billy Bones is like, so Gene is a KGB drone pilot. Now, no, they cannot confirm or deny that. The KGB does not exist anymore. The KGB does not exist, first of all. They're gone. Yeah. They did not just go underground. Secondly, I fly spaceships, not drones. Thank you very much. They're very much like the IRA in Ireland. Does not exist anymore. Uh... The IRA still exists. What are you talking about? But the KGB doesn't? No. Maybe they just flip-flop. Maybe the KGB is now the IRA and the IRA is now the KGB. I don't know what the Irish new name is for the IRA. If there is one, I'm not sure what that is. But the, K- the KGB was an entity of the Soviet Union. They Ooh, do not exist. That's an interesting idea. Uh, Ryan Bemrose thinks maybe the KGB has just relocated to Austin, Texas. <laughs> that's a possibility. Much oh, nicer. That's funny. Yeah, but though the grocery prices are higher. Uh, nobody in their right mind would relocate to Austin, Texas right now. Is your caviar guy at least back in the uh, game? Uh, my caviar guy. Well, I got the pricing back from the caviar guy. Um, but uh, back in the game? What do you mean back in the game? I mean, getting you what you need. Oh, no. I I couldn't find anybody else to go in on with me on, on the purchase. You're like, I can only order this at like 20 pounds at a time. I mean, you can get 50 can, pounds yeah. of dirt, but. Well, I can afford 50 pounds of dirt. The caviar is yeah. a little bit more expensive. Uh, yeah, caviar is. Uh, so the. Um, the. Uh, what's the, the consumer rate, the regular rate, right? Uh, the retail rate is uh, 350 an ounce. So what is that per pound? Multiply that by 16. Like, like 5,000 a pound. Sounds about right. Yeah. Something like that. And, and that's um, too much for you to order a pound a week. <laughs> pound a week. Yeah. But I can get it wholesale at 750 per pound. Well, that's a bargain. It's a sweet bargain. But I'm not going to eat a pound of fucking caviar, dude. That's a lot of caviar. Could have a party. Idea, you know what? I could have a lot of things that spend a lot of money that I'm not going to do. <laughs> Let other people eat your food, drink your booze, fondle your joystick. I mean, yeah. If I want to have, uh, you know, a bunch of, you know, uh, hookers and blow at the party, then it would make sense to have a pound of caviar. But I'm not running those parties anymore. Jeans like it's hard to control the quality of both the hookers and the blow. Uh, actually, no. Hooker quality is pretty good right now. Oh, well, I mean, John yeah, C. Dvorak yeah. said when the it's economy, economy goes. Yeah, the hooker quality goes up. That's absolutely right. The blow quality is amazingly also pretty damn good right now because it's not very popular. And so when things aren't popular, they tend to be of a higher quality. God bless America. Not really coming from America, but yes the american way yeah um also uh property values in bogota are pretty damn cheap right now hey they're saying the bubble's about to hit for property in the u.s is that true do you think we're going to that uh it'd be i you know i've been wrong on this so many fucking times i've called bubbles forever and they've never hit when i call them and then when i finally give up saying well i guess we'll never see a bubble Boom. 2010 <laughs> You know, it was it was right about probably six months before the the bust that we had in the big uh, crash in 2010. 
that I, I finally said, I guess it's never happening because I don't understand how we can have prices that keep going up. So the reality is here, uh, actually, I have not been checking Austin prices, but I have been checking. I've actually had, I got a guy that checks all the prices in uh, Texas for me. And, um, the prices like kind of halfway between where Adam lives in Austin is the area I've been kind of checking, uh, or a guy has been checking for me. The, um, prices are definitely going down. Um, there, there's a property that we looked at that was just over a million that is now going for seven fifty. bargain. But I think it's going to keep going down because here's the thing: before it got to be a million, it was one hundred and forty thousand. Right, like twenty, thirty years ago. Oh, uh, like five years ago. Oh, wait, five years? Damn. Yeah. Now that's a bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's called Californians moving to Austin bubble. Yeah, we need some place to go. I mean, the stock market should have crashed by now, yet keeps going up. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, I think they have too many controls to let that crash at this point. But yeah. Yeah, so I don't know housing value, but the the real danger is that if if we have too many people defaulting on their mortgages, then the it's not going to be other people that buy the houses. It's going to be BlackRock, and you're going to go from owning a house and paying a mortgage to renting the same house, yeah, and never owning it, right, and never paying off a mortgage. A house mortgage is the only way most Americans save for retirement. Right. Cause the property is what you got. That's, that's the single biggest piece of equity that, that the vast majority of Americans have is the house they live in and, uh, what they're going to basically sell and live on when they retire. And if there's no money left in that, when you retire, what happens? Gene? Well, if the problem is if you rent, there is, you're not putting any equity in. Oh, you're I know. Just buying a house for somebody else. And that's what the new generation seems to be doing mainly. We're all we can rent. Yeah. And they're, they're going to be renting forever. And because they're the biggest generation, the uh, millennials are the biggest generation since the boomers. They are going to be able to vote in the people that will start increasing retirement benefits right about the time they start retiring genius so they don't care about retirement benefits right now obviously but because there's years off of there they're right i think the oldest of the millennials are in their 40s right now mid 40s yeah but the way people are dying in their 40s now yeah well you don't need to retire if you're dead though (laughs) but uh (laughs) if they i think right about the time they're in their mid 50s so 10 years from now i'm gonna predict that there's going to be a big cultural american push uh, to revamp social security and greatly increase the benefits because while all previous generations have had social security simply as a supplement benefit to their personal savings, the millennial generation having no actual savings is going to say, well, I'm not going to vote for somebody that, that lets me die as a lack of money. I'm only going to vote for somebody that that's going to vote to increase benefits. So it'll be too late for you and me. Um, I mean, for, to some extent, right. We're, we may see a little blip of increased benefits from social security be- right before we die. But for the millennials, 
I think they're going to start focusing on this even before they hit retirement age to ensure that the, by the time they retire, that Social Security isn't going to pay you a thousand bucks a month. It's going to pay you five thousand bucks a month. Death, your new alternative to retirement. have all the butt sex you want.